Hello, welcome to Talking In Stations, EVE Online show that covers the news and some of the meta that's going on out there. Today, we're going to introduce our panel, and then we're going to introduce two special guests, uh, Vince Draken and Grant Falcon, both very notable players, especially to NullSec players. And we're going to cover the war, of course, and, uh, and then we're going to see where it takes us. So stay tuned for two hours of uh, some of the bigger names in NullSec. Okay, but first, let's uh, introduce our panel. Ashtarathi, why don't you go first? Hey, I am Ashtarathi, and uh, I have been bribed to say that I am from Hydrag Podcast this time. Random was, was bothering me about the fact that I keep saying Dread is recruiting instead of uh, talking about Hydrag. So, you know, we still do our stuff. Awesome. Okay. Go ahead, Dirk. Uh, hey, it's Dirk McGurk from uh, the Fashion Alliance and the Open Com Show here on Matani.com. That's great. So today we have like a special privilege of having my uh, CEO for my alliance here. He doesn't normally make appearances except uh, maybe after a battle like VTAC R. Maybe the only other time I've seen him on a show. So this is a real honor for us. And. Uh, I'll just let him introduce himself and then we can go into his history and how he got started and everything as well later on in the show. But uh, Vince, thank you for coming and welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. So obviously, uh, Vince from NCDoc, um, I'm the leader of NCDoc and I have been asked to come on, so here I am. It's great. Also, um, <laughs> also, we have another very notable player, Graf Talkin, who is one of the leaders, or maybe not anymore, of uh, Pandemic Legion. I think he gave that up so that he could go and do his own thing in Pandemic Legion. Graf, thank yeah, you for coming. I, I never really let it. Like, I kind of kind of made some decisions for a little while. It, mostly Elise. I just kind of stepped out of it because, well, to be fair, some of the people that we've taken on have turned our alliance into a high school locker room, and it uh, makes me want to punch people in the face. So, uh, anyway, Vince, you got to train your picture, dude. Your dude looks like a sad old alcoholic. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm looking at your guy, I'm like, man, that's a mopey, sad-looking fucking dude. <laughs> buy him a beer. Uh, anyway, sad trombone. Yeah. yeah, he does. He looks uh, he looks as serious as I feel Vince is normally. He just got Graf, done with his last Graf, call. Graf, we've been friends for five years, and you've never called me a, a what, an old, drunken old man that you just said. Look at your picture. Look at your guy's picture. He's like Ed Grimley got old, sad, and drunk. Really bad. I don't know if anybody else is here don't know, old enough to know who fucking Ed Grimley is. Yeah, some of us get it. Not many. It looks like when you played E for 13 years. All right, thanks. Let's get on with the show and let's just uh, start talking about uh, recent events. And then actually, I really want to get into some of the history of uh, how you guys got started in EVE and stuff like that. Because you guys are very interesting in your, in your careers because you've been at it a long time and you've been at it at a high level for a long time. But first, let's talk about this war that's happening up in the north. If you even want to call it a war, I think, uh, you know, there hasn't been that much resistance. There was initially, but not much after that. So how's it going for you guys? Fantastic. Uh, I believe that Ferris Lodi will never get pants on again. He has DD'd so much shit in Saren, and it is disgusting. He's got his pants off. Yeah, he, I, his fucking rag looks like a Mexican graffiti wagon right now riding down the road. It's got marks all the way down the side of it. He just can't get enough. Uh, everybody else is having fun too, but I think he's having like the most fun. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting that 
well, that that can even happen. I mean, let, let's be just rewind, what, four or five months? We probably wouldn't be talking about um, fastest Titan in the North, probably dead Titan in the North. <laughs> <laughs> How did it get started with, uh, with NC? When did NC actually get involved? Um, to be honest, uh, it's probably a difficult question to ask, but for the longest time... Yeah, like six um, years ago? Yeah, like we've always been involved in the sense that, like you know, goons and friends have always been a common, a common enemy of ours, um, and they're you know they're fun to shoot. Like they they always fight, they always bring people to shoot, and you know, they they being the goons kind of you know made the game what it is um, in a way. Um, I mean, the old Northern Coalition was literally just cancerous the whole time it was alive. Whereas I'm sure Graf will agree that there is been some times, whether it be shooting them or working with them to shoot other entities, it's actually been pretty fun. I mean, I remember when, uh, was it Test Graph that we were shooting when they lived in fucking Dell? No, it was oh. Nully, it was ProGuide uh, and AAA, and like, uh, like AAA was backing up ProGuide, and when the goons moved down, like, and everybody, like, we, you know, Test ProGuide kind of like threw up his hands and backed out, but Maka was all big and loud and mouthy, like, I'm gonna fucking dunk everybody, and we just curb stomped the shit out of him in like a week. <laughs> it was good. It was it was it was amazingly great. Like it was amazing. That was where that trail of tears things comes from for their capital move ops. Is the op they did to get all their capitals down from wherever the fuck way up north down to Delve was misery. <laughs> Two steps forward, three steps back to save a guy who fucked up uh, for four and a half hours. Well, you know, you, you you asked the question about what you know when when did they get involved with this, and and I don't know that. I, I heard that exactly, but you know there was an article that came out the other day. the The story behind a lot of this, right, is is kind of the I want isk thing, um, and then of course you know it's come out with uh, you know. What's changing? Yeah. Well, the story that came out the other day, um, and I and I just forget now what publication uh, it came out of. It wasn't one of kind of the Eve Media sites. It was it was uh, rocks actually, paper scissors. No, 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 uh, no, it was a different one than even that. Anyways, um, it, it basically looked like an interview with Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz too. Um, and, and the way it was sort of being portrayed in there is that Lenny is in fact sort of the big swinging dick, um, at least according to that article. Yeah, it, it, it does seem like, and I think this is actually on purpose, that because uh, when I was doing a lot of investigative reporting about this, it um, and it, I don't mean to sound overly professional about it, right? I'm just a player uh, asking questions, but people actually answer questions sometimes, especially when they want their name in the paper. And it was kind of like, we'll tell you, you'll know it, it's coming. All this is going to come out at one point. So there was a story being prepared already, um, like a month ago, uh, about you know the narrative of this so that it could be revealed in a in a certain way. So I think there's actually a full court press right now because I've seen three publications that are not Eve related that are producing the story about how this all started, how uh, Lenny hired mercenaries, asked the question, how much money would it take to sink the goons or uh, the Imperium? And then this opportunity arose with SMA getting into a fight with I Want Isk, who then fueled the thing with money. So I think that's the story that's actually out there now. But I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty, I mean, those stories are, are, are probably correct. Um, I don't say, I mean, I had no involvement in, I didn't even know there was anything to do with SMA until I see those things and it was talked about. Um, even when, up until when we moved to um, 
our first staging system, as it were, um, for this war being they, um, we still at that point wasn't on contract. We, we moved because there was no one to shoot in Delve, there was nothing to do, and we'd sat there for probably six months prior doing nothing but milking moons. Uh, we're not short of ISK, um, and it was boring. So for the, for the longest time, PL were doing their thing. They went to Akora, they had their plan. We was in Bay, and before that, we was just harassing via wormhole. That was just because that's what we do. And it had nothing to do with the whole um, mercenary stroke, SMA, Lenny Kravitz thing. I mean, I think that came a little bit further down the line, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, your uh, fighting uh, Goon Swarm goes back years. And even before or during the time you were fighting them, you were uh, taking on Northern Coalition. I always wanted to ask you, whose idea was it to name the Alliance NC Dot? Um, it was actually uh, a couple of us um, who are actually still in um, NC Dot at the moment. Um, so obviously there's White Arrow, who's the uh, CEO of Ben and Napalm, um, and, and a few others that uh, play on and off at the moment. It was more, to be honest, at the time, um, it was a bit of a piss take, to be honest. Um, and then it kind of stuck, and here we are. Yeah. Um, uh, ironically, back in the north. Yeah, ironically, back in the north, because that's where I remember uh, seeing or meeting you for the first time was when you guys were uh, NC Dot. I was in Dead Terrorists, and we were kind of supporting you guys attacking the north uh, along with Evoke. And uh, you guys would do stuff like, it was kind of crazy. I think it was just Doom. Doom would actually, like, camp in the, the whole Northern Coalition uh, with their supers. Like, True story. Before I joined PL, I applied to Doom, and they turned me down. No, really? Yeah, for sure. Like, when I was, right before I got picked up by Pandemic Legion, I was just checking out all the Highline Corps that I thought would be worth a shit to join. And I hopped in Doom's public channel, and they laughed about my skill points and uh, told me no. So, fuck Vince, really? <laughs> I probably wasn't the CEO then, Graf, otherwise I'd have taken you. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah I, I know. I don't know who was. I have no idea who it was at that time. But, like, uh... So, do you want to app up now? I pulled up the article. If I could, if I could try to rein this back in. No, no, let us have fun. This is a, I want to uh, go into history. Uh, but okay, we'll go back on on point and uh, look over the article, and then we'll get past it. Yeah. So it's a. It is rock paper shotgun. Um. It is a war in space. The banker who gambled everything and brought Eve's greatest empire to its knees, which is actually a follow up piece uh, that they put out on April twenty first called "The Who's Who of Eve Online's Northern War." And actually, like just glancing through it, it's not inaccurate. Like it's not. There's no glaring inaccuracies that I can see. No, I, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't expect there are. The people who are the you know witnesses are putting it together. But this is like, I, I guess uh, the way I would see it is this is the impetus of say this uh, this last effort. Um, but there have been efforts before, and as far as like you know, NC and PL and uh, Goon Swarm going. You know, having some kind of rivalry, it goes back many years. I mean, it really morphs back into the uh, the Bob versus Goon Swarm, I would imagine. But, uh, actually, um, uh, Vince, you were in, um, I didn't know this, but you were in DICE early on. 
was, yeah. I, I, I started a long time ago um, in a corp called Arcane Technologies, AT UK. I was one of the FCs of that, of that corporation. Um, when that disbanded, I joined DICE. Yeah, and then for listening at home, the corpse that Vince just named make like that should make everybody feel old because that's like years before even I started playing. That's you know. like 2004. Yeah, way too much time in this game, Vince. Way too fucking much. Graf, you could put torpedoes on stealth bombers back yeah, then yeah, and yeah. do all sorts of crazy shit. I know you can do it now, but like back then it was it was much more OP and you could. Dual MWD with Ravens and shit it was amazing. Yeah, the Cavalry Raven, man. That was like, that was taken out right, I think, before I started playing. And everybody was still talking about it when I started playing. So I never got to fucking see it. All I got to see was the damp Nos Dami from hell. Which I was really happy to see go away. So that means, Vince, that you were in Bob, right? Band of Brothers? I was, yeah. Were you an FC for them? Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like there, even compared to what it's like now? Um, it's a bit of a difficult question because the game was was so so much different back then. Um, there was no bombers about because fuck bombers. Um, <laughs> there was hundreds and hundreds of battleships. Um, but no logistics. Yeah, no logistics because fuck logistics ships. Um, and you literally would just be able to literally walk onto a grid, sit there. Okay, you probably black screen and lag out and all the rest of it. But you literally just sat on grid with another 300, 400 battleships and shot each other for four or five hours. It was great. It's kind of crazy because the, the, the crazy uh, conspiracy theory mythos back then was that somehow uh, Bob pilots got the lucky end of the draw because of their relative, like their large Euro population was closer to the servers or any other lame ass retard reason that somebody might make up over the course of, of a fight, but you would, it was really not in hindsight, probably not in any way related to any of that at all, but it was taken as gospel at the time among people that had to fight Vince and his crew that, uh, when they jumped into a system, they loaded first and they usually loaded in tech two cruisers. So everybody else fucking died. I, th I think the answer is that we were just more organized than everybody else. They just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's basically, uh, that's all it really was. Over the years, the strongest group in EVE has had the biggest nerds. Uh, that's the easiest <laughs> way to put it. Like, the guys that are best at organizing the way things work and stuff like that uh, always will excel in this game. That's why Bob excelled in, at, at its time. It was the most organized uh, to fight that, Goonswarm got super fucking organized themselves and became what they are, uh, nightmarish as it might be in today's world. Like, PL's pretty well organized, NCDOT's pretty well organized, God Save Me Test is actually starting to get itself pretty well organized. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you excel in this game, you have nerds that are good with spreadsheets and keeping track of numbers, and that's pretty much what made Bob great. Like, if you saw Bob, dude, you're like, holy shit, it's like the entire Geek Squad from fucking... Circuit City showed up to play video games against him. I'm Circuit City. You mean in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are not like uh, these dudes that were, you know, dominating, not just through like gameplay and stuff like that. They were socially dominating pretty much everybody else in the game at the time, too. Like when you actually saw them, they were, you know, they were just uh, your local tech squad from somewhere. And they were just good at being good with numbers. That's pretty much all Eve is, is you're they good with numbers. 
They have like knee high socks. You know what's interesting, Graf, talking about Bob is and, and the alliances that you just named there. There is a slice of Bob in every one of those alliances. Each fucking one, too, isn't it grim? So like, that's where even goons, as much as they like go Bob. Like there's, there's there's Bob people and goons, so Well, not only that, but they then emulated uh, a lot of the things that yeah. over time that maybe the the greater the GBC was trying to do, you know. Well, one thing, it's one thing to be organized, but to, to in Eve, it's it's at a completely different level than normal games. In Eve, you have to actually like secure your information really well, right? So has that that's developed over time too, right? Sort of. Uh, some uh, people, uh, it would appear, have rested on what you might say a past reputation like the all right to be blunt like the gia used to be a terrifying thing right like everybody was waiting for your alliance to get disbanded because that dude that you trusted for the past six years was actually a b and uh he was fucking you in the butt right now so that was a thing that people were actually afraid of because it happened more than once uh they used to be able to act actively get relatively sound intel and you could see it was degrading over time, but uh, it's, nobody really knew how bad it had degraded until, like, until recently. <laughs> I guess until all these chat logs started coming out and stuff. And so that's a that's a people don't necessarily have to be good at guarding their information. They have to be thought of as good at guarding their information, and do that's you, usually more than enough. Do you think that people have gotten better at defending against it, or that they've somehow slipped in their in their capabilities? Uh, I think it's, it's, it, it's actually a coupling, like the tricks are old. People have been using the same tricks for years and people have figured out ways to get around the tricks that people use to guard their information. And so you don't maybe catch as many people as you used to, but again, also some people have evolved what they do and now uh, like for the longest time, no one did anything. And then like within the past few years, you've started to see ping watermarking pop up where just an average jabber ping that might get sent out somewhere has a series of spaces in it or a series of numbers in the date or some shit like that, that keys specifically to your jabber account. So if you ever leak that whole thing, bam, you're done. Uh, that was a pretty large leap as far as what had been going on before that to define people. So I don't necessarily, I think it's, I don't know. I actually just think people slacked off a lot. Uh, as much as I'd like to say people are getting caught less or t information's getting tighter, I don't. I just think people suck more now. I would also like to say that as you get bigger and as your system and infrastructure becomes more complex and there's more moving pieces, then there's definitely more opportunities for there to be cracks to exploit, right? So, you know, the organization that's trying to secure itself today is not the same organization that, you know, pre-Imperium, pre- you know, growing with rental empires and all that stuff. Like, you know, allowing all that stuff into your organization comes at a cost. And one of the costs is security becomes a bitch. Yeah, there's no way. You can't you can't patrol 50,000 people. I mean, it's nightmarish in my mind looking over the 2,600 that we have. I just want to stab myself some days. And, like, to, to think about trying to monitor 50,000 people to figure out which one's the asshole, no thanks. Well, you know, one question, because I, you know, I think it's actually good uh, that both of you are here for this. Obviously, World War B has has kind of, I, I think, the populist support out there for, for the name of this, right? Um, on the counter side, you've got that War of Sobless Aggression thing, which carries its own sort of, you know, internal propaganda type though. thing. Well, okay. And here's the thing. <laughs> the, 
this is what I want to ask both of you. What do you think about owning Saab these days? Uh, for I your think alliances, CCP is for the scale of warfare that we are doing. Regardless of what I think, CCP is gently nudging us in that general direction. Uh, more things for your alliance to function will require that you have a footprint somewhere in space that will be attackable. I just don't think you can keep up uh, without owning it. And I mean, a footprint that matters, not just yeah, a yeah, footprint. Yeah, like. Uh, I it, it it kills me, but yeah, me and me and Manny are of a mind that you're actually going to have to start thinking about having industrialists near your alliance fairly regularly if you want to function shortly. With, uh, especially with all of the industrial support coming out over the shortly next... being like a span of years, like when you play Eve for a while, you stop thinking about what might happen in the winter patch and what the game's going to be like by 2019 is more something that I. I think of a mindset that I have. I don't give a fuck about like they're gonna put mining platforms out by December. That's weird and interesting and I'll be amused to see it, but like that doesn't necessarily matter now. That will have a bigger effect like this time next year if they come out with mining platforms in wintertime. You so you don't really like who like the XL Citadels come out Tuesday, right? Those things are so fucking expensive. The blueprint is gigantic priced. Uh I, I have no idea so many thousand cows what the fuck i what if i want to be <laughs> space station is that okay like I, I just don't know that you'll even see the things around for weeks to come uh, so that's uh, yeah i don't know yeah I, I was wondering the um vince you made a speech uh recently where uh you said uh this this battle is going to end rather quickly you know their song is going to be cleaned up but this war is going to go on a long time uh, what did you mean by that you fucked with the mic again. <laughs> that uh, it sounded better. Keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna talk and I'll probably shout at myself. Um, for for someone who's fought goons and friends for as long as we have, is that you know they're they're not done until they're done. And whilst they're kind of done at the moment, that you know unless they're in a caracal or a sword fleet or something retarded like a bomber. Um, you know, that, that's them at their lowest point because um, they like to fly better ships than those. As they, they won't admit it, but they do. Um, you know, when the dust settles and the Kerbers go back to being Kerbers, which we all have in every alliance, including PL, sorry, Graf, um, there is people who you give them space, they will go and fucking rack their heart content. Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what alliance or what type of people I've got, we all have them somewhere. Um, and if you don't do it on a main, I'll do it on an alt. Um, we, we've all got them. And I think once people have settled down a little bit um, and take their eye off the ball, that's when humans get an opportunity to um, not necessarily take all their space back because A, I think they'd be dumb to try, um, and B, well, we've already showed them that, you know, a coalition being spread across four or five regions doesn't work. Uh, we showed them that within a week of being here. Um, so really, we just kind of from a wake-up call, really. And I would hope that the war goes on for, for a long time, whether it be shooting caracals for the next six months. That's fine by me, as long as games are in Tyranny. Um, I can accept that. But there will come a time when, uh, whether it be goons one under a different name, you'll see them back again, I'm pretty sure. You, you know, somewhat, there's a stunning thing that no one's really addressed right now. 
the entire Imperium at this point is a non-Sob-holding alliance that is actively playing Sovereignty Bills. They don't even get to go out and be in the space that they pay for, and yet they have been paying for it for over a month now. They make no effort. Like FCON, when FCON was like, okay, we're done, they just dumped their shit, right? Blew up all their iHubs or TCUs or what the fuck ever you do when you when you moonwalk out. You, the, the Goon Swarm guys have been isolated out of Declan for a month now or more, yeah? And uh, they just still pay the bill. But I think their idea is to uh, to get you to try to take it from them, and they'll just constantly slap your hand, you know, as you take that, it or slow you down. Not really working out really for. I mean, like, how long does a plan have to go on sucking and before you give it up, right? Like, so I want to eat manure to survive, and you find out that manure tastes like shit, and there's got to be a better way to survive. How long do you keep eating actual shit before you find something else to eat? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, I wrote an article. Uh, just the other day called The History of the Great Empire of Eve, an Outsider's Perspective, where I kind of try to piece together the I psychology of the goons. Yeah. So if you understand the way the goon swarm works, they just see this as a phase of a greater narrative, right? So uh, basically, you complaining about how dumb it is that we have to go and claim all this space is exactly the reason why they're paying it, and it's totally no. Worth I don't it to think them. it's dumb that we got to go claim it. Like we're gonna we're claiming it no matter what, right? It's actually getting claimed. It's not slow. It's a steady, consistent, constant pace. I mean, I understand the whole idea that like this could turn at any minute and it could have a resurgence and come back. But I mean, if we're realists right now, they're drowning. They're they're cutting funding for programs and stuff like that. Like if you're cutting, if you're an alliance that's built basically around ship replacement and you've begun to cut ship replacement, but you still pay for space 35 jumps away from where you currently live that you can't get into, is that sound financial decision making? I don't know like, that it's all that expensive, though, is it? I mean, the cost of owning sovereignty really is I don't fucking know. I've never owned space. Everybody <laughs> bitches about it. They're like, oh, it's so fucking terrible. So I just imagine that it's got a giant anchor that hangs off your wallet. I mean, depending on the upgrade of the system, I mean, there, you know, there's really... I mean, the cost itself is is kind of marginal in the grand in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, based on something that Astarothi just said and, and even what Vince was saying before, I mean, Vince was kind of approaching it from from this historical perspective of, of previous wars against uh, against goons and or their allies. Um, and I think that it is one of the things I find interesting that when the Matani holds one of his fireside chats, right, which is where he's just internally talking to his people, even though they're now airing it, you know, say on this channel uh, or, or whatever, um, or when he gives one of his war speeches or things like that. And there are viewers that are, you know, watching these things and hearing what he has to say and you know, saying he's spinning and propagandizing and all of that sort of thing. When they talk about, when he talks about the, you know, a war, I don't think he's talking about what a lot of other people are talking about in terms of a shorter piece. Like once, uh, once things happen here, he, I mean, he is looking out what may be 18 to 36 months in the future, similar to that 2006 to 2009 period. So you know, you know, so when he talks about the war, it's almost like he's talking about a different war than the here and now that a lot of the viewers are sort of convinced is is the end all of this. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but I feel maybe in his quest to see the fucking future, he's definitely lost sight of the present. Well, it's interesting because, like I said, or like he even said in one of his firesides, he he talks about the tantrum zones and and. He's basically laid out, at least 
at its surface what the expectations are to be, which is that you know they're going to be in Saarinen and that they can openly harass anything that's within jump range of Saarinen. And that's what they're going to do. And so at this point, it's almost like hurry up and have some assets so that that way we can start you know messing with you. Now, what's funny is what you see in like when they started harassing Horde, and I haven't been paying attention the last couple of days, but when I first when they first started, it didn't sound like it went well. It so, um, it obviously you know the money badgers or the allies, the good guys, whatever you want to call them, is still too condensed. Um, but over time, you know, time is on their side and, and time is long. So, you know, if, if the next three months is just everybody shitting on goons, that's fine. They'll, they're, they're just going to wait. And then in six months, they're going to try again. And then, you know, again and again, because goons are not playing the same game that we are. Yeah. But uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it's, and this is why I asked, uh, Vince, the question is, I think this, that game is also being played by other people who have long standing ties to nullsec they vince has been around a long time is he going to play the same game is this a long war well so here's the thing right look look what the guy's taking space right now right look where they're taking space what if the entities that are taking space in those places move in live there and reset each other right what the fuck do the goons do then? Because now all these dudes just live in the space that they used to occupy. And if the goons was to, you know, say, put a force large enough together to try and attack that, those people will almost assuredly all drop whatever the fuck they're doing and get back together to try and fight them again. I, I don't feel like they've, I don't know, I just don't feel like they thought it through real good. They were like, I'm going to go bow hunting for bear. And that's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> Well, some of, you know, one of the people at Cagden out there <clears throat> raises the issue, you know, how many of those people are willing to play that long game? Um, it's funny because a lot of times, a lot of times I don't think that you even see the long game that you are actually playing until it has become obvious that, whoa, this is an up and down cycle of violence, a cycle of war that ultimately has gone on so long. I mean, again, just like the, the Great War, the Great War was not just one climactic sort of uh campaign right it was a long-term up and down cycle let's let vince uh, talk the, the, the great war was a different war it was a different war with a different sovereignty mechanic that allowed it to be the great war this this is this war now is a war of 48 hours when someone pops your eye hood. But are you in it? I mean, is, is NC going to stick around the north? I mean, are you going to squat on the land and basically say, we dare you to take it back? I mean, come on. Vince has been fighting this. Vince has been fighting the goons since the Northern Coalition fell. Like, I don't think it would matter. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even feel bad answering for Vince. Like, he has been fighting the goons <laughs> for longer than anybody else I know. There isn't anybody in any alliance that has waged a war longer than he has. Even the fucking foam couch cushion-eating assholes in MOA. Like those, nobody has fought them longer than Vince has. So I don't think it matters where he is, uh, what he's doing. If his grandma just got married for the 14th time and he's at the wedding and someone's like, hey, war on goons, Vince packs a fucking bag and gets a computer. And that's how, like, otherwise he doesn't really give that much of a shit. But like this, Vince is legit a, a longtime fighter of this war. And I don't, I won't let anybody take that shit from him. He, commitment is a weird word for this motherfucker. Yeah, like, like pretty much, you know, if, if we leave to go and do something else, that will be until we have a reason to come back. All right. Well, actually, you've been, uh, since you were an FC and Bob, you were like 
I mean, that goes pretty far back. That's almost 10 years or more. No, it was 10 years because Goon started in 2006, I think. But uh, so you're in it for the long game as well. And that means NC is in it for the long game. And so this war may be a long war. It may have been a quick invasion. But the war itself is going to go on for months and months and months, right? Well, apparently so. Um, I mean, you know, it, if we were looking at this, that it was a, on the other foot. So if it was me or Graf that owned this space and we did what they did, the, the howling would be incredible. They left, we won. Like, you know, they would be literally out on a strip having beverages because we moved to Saturn. Like that's, no matter which way you, you, you try and protect the, the decision, that, that's the way that they would do. And there'll be no discussion of this is going to be a long war. It's boys, we've won you know, back, back to business type of thing. Um, they did that. Well, it's kind of like Reddit now, though, isn't it? The Halloween War, they fucking hung a banner on the front of a carrier, had fucking Matani parachute in, in a way <laughs> jumpsuit and fucking declared mission accomplished and left. And three weeks later, the entire South flipped. So like for them to be like, Oh, this is the forever war. You don't get to do that. Like, fuck you. I got an aircraft carrier. I can parachute on the deck too. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing to think about is it, it, going back to what I said before, every alliance and, and especially the an alliance, the size of Goon um, yes, they're a close-knit group, um, and they are a well-organized group, uh, as Graf said, as Goonswarm. Um, however, when it comes to, you know, what would you say? The percentage of people in Goons right now, and forget all the other people involved, just Goons, out of the 17,000 characters recorded in Goons at the moment, what percentage of those would you, would you predict are people who don't like the PvP group? We don't like to do anything remotely that would have their ship blown up, but loves to shoot rats and mine rocks all day. Well, so there's a there's a difference between uh, Goon Swarm and the Imperium. Uh, and first of all, you're not wrong, right? Like there is always that soft thing, but but the point is is that Goon Swarm itself is also kind of forged on a mentality as well and a, an external culture, right? So those people will be part of that culture regardless of the rules of the game in which they are encountering. And so it, it doesn't quite operate the same way. And it's actually kind of interesting because like the Mitanni keep saying that everybody says that there's no true goons. When really, uh, in a very weird way, he's kind of created the no true Scotsman argument, right? Like, you will fold in with us and you will become the angry bee or you're not a true, you know, follower of the Imperium. So over years, they've built up, they swelled in size to become this kind of softer establishment. And now that they're done, you know, just now that the, the, the sun's out or sun's done shining and they're done making hay... They're basically saying, okay, well, anybody who wants to be part of the rage machine, let's go. Everybody else get away. And I guarantee you, those people that are leaving aren't leaving with most of the war chest. So these guys have basically accumulated wealth for years and are – they don't care. If 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 15,000 people leave and leave you know, 5,000 really, really angry people, then that's exactly what they want. Yeah, but that would be fun because they'd actually fight. <laughs> <laughs> One can hope, right? I'm, I'm not – well. 
there's one thing I wanted to cover because there seems to be this whole reimagining of history. Like uh, I, said, I read in one of the articles that Lenny said, oh, I did this because I want the old goons back because they weren't toxic or they weren't yeah, uh, shit. malicious. <laughs> real fucking toxic beep beep i'm a jeep that shit wasn't cool then like the 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 hate campaign they led on lady scarlet for yeah. fucking half a decade fuck that they're the old goons were just as malicious as the new goons who gives a fucking shit like they're gonna be assholes no matter what because they think it makes them internet cool and the worst part is is the second crop knows what the first crop did and is trying to fucking one-up them through history and they're doing a really shitty job of it like hey you know what's funny your dead grandfather Nobody ever said that, and you're a fucking idiot. Thanks. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. The Smosky Memorial or whatever that they were begged not to rename, and they renamed it like the second it was taken to something else. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. It's a, it's a thing for them. Like, I just don't – maybe it's like my perspective of time. They've always done shit like this, and to call them out now is kind of fucking dumb. They've been, they've been doing it for fucking every it's, almost every two years. Something comes up where they've done something shitty to somebody. But how, how do you explain that reimagining that old goons are this classic that needs to be gone back I have no to? Fucking idea. And well, the new and the new Imperium is like the thing to blame and is evil and all that. No, goons have just always been cocksuckers. It's fine. Well, I, they, I don't know that they, it's a matter of goons, you know, or the Imperium. Look, goons are their own their own social structure, right? They have their own culture. The, the other alliances that are allies with them have their own, uh, have, have their own cultures. I don't think there's anything different about that amongst any of the, any of the groups out there. Test has a different culture than, than the people that they're allied with right at the moment. Vince, do you see a difference between, uh, the goons of today or the Imperium, uh, or the, uh, old goons? Like, yeah, of course you do. I mean, as Graf just said, the, the the goons that were the goons from when they were fighting Bar is a total different machine than it is today. That machine back then was um, a much more arsehole-driven, aggressive goon than the one it is today. I mean, you know, people call uh, the Matani an asshole, and you know, he calls an ass himself an asshole. But in in reality, that the people that are with him are much much different, are much much newer people than than back then. I mean. Well, I mean, so I say back then, it was 2006. Some of the people who are quote-unquote running goons form now, and when I mean when I say running goons, form, I mean like the FCs, um, played Eve for, for like a year or two years max. Like those dudes don't have a clue. Like so, in, in that sense, it, 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 it's totally different. You can't compare 2007, 2008 goons form to now. You, you just can't do it, and that's and that's the, the exact reason why. People always try and bait me into this thing to like slag off the inform and say bad things, or even during this war to say goons are dead. Um, you know, the people will leave goons and people will go and do their thing. I mean, I suppose I could use Test as an example. And um, Test have been around the map literally, like like a ticking fucking clock. It started at <laughs> mid, mid, midday and went all the way back around, back to fucking midday again, and um, and now they're back in in a good place. But, you know, when you lose space, you lose people, and then they come back and you take space again, because to a lot of people, space matters. But then to other people, i.e. the core of goons, don't give a shit about space. It's there, it's there for their, for their people, not for them. They don't enjoy logging in. And, you know, if you were to look at the director of Goon Swarm, how many of those guys fucking mine or NPC? The answer is none, because they don't even log in uh, unless they need to. Those guys are like me. 
they have more fun when A, it's a challenge, and B, there's actually something else for them to do other than chase people like us, or like Mela, or like, you know, any other shithead that's tried to cause them trouble in their space. But the old goons would, wouldn't have done that. Like in this situation, they'd have gone, okay, fuck, we lost. Let's go and shit on someone else's castle. So uh, what I'm hearing, though, is that you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you dislike the old goons even more than the new goons. Um, I don't dislike them. They were meaner them. back then, dude. Yeah, they, they like, were meaner. Like, like, they, they played the game better, as it, I would say, is a, is a better way. It's got nothing to do about dislike, and I don't dislike anybody. Uh, fucking game for like, honestly, if you ever get a chance to hang I out see. or play video games with Lady Scarlet, that is a, a cool chick, right? Like, I actually yelled at her once real bad, and Vince had to come after me and, and make sure. <laughs> I bet he did. Well, she, it made, like, that's not really the way you should treat a, like, anyway, so she turned out, she's actually really cool and really easy to work with and shit like that. They, per she, a real life picture of this girl got out, like, fucking 2003, 2004, and they persecuted her for a really long time, and they were fucking brutal. They did, I mean, they did mean shit constantly. Not like once, every once in a while, every fucking day. Anytime this chick logged in to play video games, there was one of them there doing really wrong, dirty ass shit. They made fun of dead people at the drop of a hat. They, If, if you like posted that one of your friends died, they would be, it, I mean, they were fucking maliciously mean. Uh, and it was it was a thing. It was their thing. That's what they did. Like, so for everybody to now be, oh, we're, we're not, they had this movement where they tried to get people to stop being racist and stuff like that. And the it's cultural like, revolution. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess they tried to get rid of some of that, but they still got guys trying to be that G kind of, I mean, it's shock humor. That's it. like when, when shock humor like was first cool, but it's fucking 10 years ago now and we're all getting grown up. Can you not be a fucking idiot anymore? Well, I think their leadership is saying that, you know, that's why they had the cultural revolution was to say, yeah, like, come on, let's get it. Guy was, that the guy that just got elected to the CSM, he didn't exactly Aerith. say that. Yeah, he, he kind of like went along. And I mean. Well, he's, like, I he seems to be old school goons, though. Like, he's the head of their finance department and stuff. Like, And I mean, I'm kind of hypocritical to talk because of the way I talk. But we did the same thing in our alliance. Like, I picked up uh, a young man who I'm pretty proud to have in the corp and i just didn't want people to talk that way around him anymore so we've tried to address the way people communicate in pl now and it's it's worked to some extent it doesn't happen quite as much anymore and i it, it was the same thing there like there were a group of us that came up in where certain words might be verbs and adjectives. like you didn't grow up in south baltimore i did like uh so but then when it's not it's not as cool when there's a fat kid from fucking New Hampshire who's never seen anything but white people who suddenly starts dropping N-bombs all over the place because he thinks he's cool trying to be like with you and a couple of the guys that that's just words like that, like to, to, to where some of us are from. And so it's not as it's something that you kind of want to get away from. And I think that's what you're seeing in some of the older goons that were trashing them in that thread. They didn't want people to necessarily try and like they'd gotten old enough to the point that they know that what that fucking idiot just did probably crossed the line and made him look like a dumbass. Uh, and it's not really as funny as it was anymore. Well, furthermore, the internet has changed in the last eight years. I mean, not just goons, but just everywhere. Like the, our culture has changed in eight years and you know, it, it's reflected in gaming culture. There's been a lot of, really high profile things that have caused you know we, we feel differently about things and different things are found acceptable throughout the community 
You know, um, I, I honestly think that broadcast for reps probably could not have existed seven years ago because there would have been people in Eve that made it a point to make sure it didn't. Right. You know, um, one of the things that impressed me very much, Vince, was when you came down on the uh, NC forums uh, after actually when we had um, uh, Lex and uh, his uh, band of forum posters who now went over and formed tissue. Um, but you basically said, like, I won't have any of that. Like, that's not going to happen here. Yeah, which is, which is a bit hypocritical because I am one of those people that uh, on occasion, and similar to what Graphics just said, um, will occasionally throw N-bombs around. Um, but again, you know, people easily judge me because they know I'm a white bloke that lives in the UK. Um, and oh, really, you sounded black to me. Well, believe it or not, I actually I actually grew up in a in a black community with with a football team worth of friends uh, who are all black. Like you know, that's not a, that's not a. So that's uh, not a foreign. It's not a foreign word to you. No, not at all. You know, when when you're in an environment and you grow up for like 16 years of your life, and that's a normal word to you and your friends. Like you know, it literally comes out of my lips. Like like you know. Like nothing. Like were, were. It, like you said like were, and, and, yeah. but it wasn't were. Yeah, because it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't offend them. You know, you know that they literally will refer to themselves in in, in a derogatory way. But to them, that's that's their culture. I mean, there's for anybody who lives in the UK, there's parts of the UK where you know you you still can go into a part of a town and everybody in that town is black. Like that that's that's still a thing. Um, but, you know, just because, you know, if I decide to go, go ahead and, you know, go into one of the shops on, the, on that road, you know, all of a sudden there isn't some sort of big confrontation because, you know, I stole one of their Mars bars or something. Um, but, you know, that, that's just the way it is. But then, you know, again, culture changes, as, as one of the guys just said here. Um, you know, NCDOF for, for the longest time took a long time to well, change. You know, people come and go, different people come and go, and different things become acceptable. And, you know, that just wasn't acceptable. So, yeah, um, they got embombed in, 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 in their own way. Yeah, it's funny how effective that was. That could put the kibosh on it pretty quick. I mean, uh, I was in Noli Segunda at one point, and it got incredibly toxic. And anybody who tried to stop it saying, come on, it's a little bit too much, was just, you know, like dr driven out of the forums. They became useless. So it's nice to see that and see that there's a kind of a discipline about it. There's a decorum that was a minimum. And it doesn't seem for either of you guys, and I'm not uh, kissing ass here, but for either of you guys, when you guys talk, you both own your words and there's no question about it. And it doesn't feel malicious or racist at all. And there's just no way in, there's no way on paper to say uh, that's okay. But in, in reality, we all know like who owns the words and who doesn't because the, the intent behind it is pretty clear. It's just subliminal. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's funny actually. Um, PL and NC Dart now have, uh, have been friends, we'll, we'll call it, um, for a long fucking time. Like, it's, it's I'm pretty sure Graph's gone on like six years, I and mean, then that romance has been going on. And we can go on their comms, and they can come on ours. And although that we adopt different cultures within our alliances and different um, things that are acceptable and or not, that there's no issue. Like there's no issue because there's an understanding and there is a 
I suppose, a, a, a mutual respect in the sense that, you know, no one gets offended if a PL guy calls some other guy, I don't know, whatever it may be. Don't say it. Know, don't say it. One, of, one, of my, one of my guys might, you know, then call someone else it, but no one starts, you know, jumping on the bandwagon because they just take it as, you know, well, that, that's what's normal to that guy. You know, let's not be worried about it. Whereas if me and Graf have to turn up on someone else's PS and we start... Um, bouncing off each other where we do and you know Graf will call me something and I'll call him something you know that'll probably offend the entire channel you should have heard me stumble through the the open the open comm show last night when they were I, they were like don't say that word and I'm trying to go through the list of words yeah. I'm not supposed to say and figure out which one I fucked up on <laughs> it was like landmines you're walking all over the place that was a funny show uh, I wanted to ask you about that relationship, though, the uh, PLNC relationship. Like, there is some kind of uh, bond that goes on there where you guys aren't really enemies to one another and probably never will be. Can you tell me, like, oh, no, how that I started? I fucking hate Travis. Travis in Vince's alliance, I want to see fucking strapped to the front Come of a plane on. and flown all across the Atlantic Ocean. I don't want him to die. I just want him to suffer. Maybe hit a goose, something like that along the way. I, I cannot <laughs> stand him. He's a spoiled, rotten little asshole. And that is the only part of Vince's alliance that I've never gotten along with. Well, the, I fucking I, hate him, though. He's a cocksucker. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt Earl, because it is something that I want to... I, I just don't know it. Where did the relationship begin? I mean, you guys... It seems you travel everywhere with each other when there's a major fight going on or something like that um or you're within reach of supporting one another um j god just just throughout time it just seems for like forever now yeah we have a chat channel that we've always set in together <laughs> how did that start though like description <laughs> but i mean do, i mean does it go back to does it go back to the relationships um with bob you know yeah. way back uh, I don't know where, like, like Vince and all of them picked it up, but I know that Vince was, like, where I'm aware of the relationship started was in, like, from Try. Like, Angel was from Try and Vince was from Try and all that stuff like that. They were all in there together. And uh, so there was a working relationship, like, maybe Viper and, and shit like that. And maybe some of the older guys, but, like, when I joined, when the Illuminati joined PL and I joined the Illuminati and stuff like that, that was mostly dudes that didn't necessarily like all the Bob guys. So I didn't know. I have actually no idea where the relationship came from. Vince was just there one day when I got the channels that mattered. Yeah. It's, so it was fucking Travis. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a, bit of, a, of, a, of, a of a strange one, really. I mean, um, yeah, as, as Graf just said, it came, my, my relationship with some of the people in PL came from leaving or being in Bob and fighting against some of them in different alliances um, and then it, it kind of went from there I mean the the actual real relationship was between myself and Shadu like me and Shadu um, I mean the first real thing we did as a group was shit on AAA in their prime like that was the first real thing and then after that um, we, we did, did the whole NC campaign together yeah and then from that, it just grew, right? But who are the anchors to that relationship? Is it you and uh, somebody on, on the PL side that makes that Vince cemented? Along with all of us. Like, you don't understand. Like, there isn't, like, Elise and Vince get along great. Me and Vince get along great. Vince and Jeff get along great. Vince, if there is an issue between our alliances, so it's Vince. me and Vince, Vince, Vince don't fucking talk about it at all. Jeff and Lady Scarlet talk about it. But that's how this fucking all works itself out. Like, there'll be a problem, and Jeff and Lady Scarlet will sit down and bullshit for like half an hour and come back, and everything will be fine, and I'll never have to care. 
And that's the same thing probably with Vince. Like, other than me cussing at Lady Scarlet, he probably doesn't have to hear shit. Because, I don't know, Jeff and her have this amazing relationship where shit just works. Yeah, I, th- I think over time, though, Graf, I don't, I don't think that's always been the case. I think it, it, it grew over time. I mean, it used to be that if there was an issue, yes, it, it would come straight to me. But but over time, as as the groups, have, I guess, have bonded and, and have both accepted that, you know, those that be one of, you know, are friends and, you know, we get along, that, yeah, so, you know, I, I don't even hear, if there's a problem, I don't even hear about it anymore, unless really Scott tells me about it. Whereas before, it normally was a conversation between me and Graf on Skype going at each other for half an hour and then we were both like, okay, what a dumb conversation. Let's play Battlefield. The only perpetual problem that we have is Vince knows that I hope Travis turns up sterile. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, if, so if anyone's looking to try and find something to, to um, break a wedge between us, good luck. Because we can shout at each other all day long and still end up friends afterwards. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely, like, I could give you, like, five years of Skype logs and there would be alternating theories of me in capital letters and Vince in capital letters. Well, is there, like, you are very similar in scale. You're very similar in the type of characters that you attract, the players you attract. They're heavy-duty, experienced, uh, capital-ready normally. Um, Do you ever compete for people? Mm -hmm. We we actually have people go back and forth sometimes. Like, I've had dudes that, or end up in Vince's alliance, and Vince's got a couple dudes that have ended up here. Like specifically, I think snake guys seem to go to fucking Vince's alliance. I'm starting to take a hint. My Europeans hate me. <laughs> well, uh, CCP Larrikin was in NC uh, with under a VDD for a long time, and he went over to uh, PL before he actually went over to CCP. So I yeah. love him, but he's fired because he fucked my Leviathan. Well, we'll talk about the game in just a minute, actually. I want to hear about that stuff. Vince, were you going to say something? Um, no, I mean, as Graf just said, there's, there's there's crossover. You know, some sometimes we could be doing something that PL aren't doing. You know, that, for example, I think sometimes I could be I might be wrong, Graf, but when the alliance tournaments going on, um, a lot of the um, the wheels in PL are doing the alliance tournaments. So a lot of the guys in PL that think, oh, well, there's not a lot going on. We'll come over to NC Doc a little bit of a yeah. holiday, um, and then they go back to PL like. Yep, that's an actual thing. Like it, but no, it's, it's, it's strange, really, to be honest. I can't, can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I don't think there's any other um, two alliances that are that way, uh, especially at this level. Uh, so it's kind of unique. I was always, always wondering who the key were, who the keys were in the linchpins. I knew um, I had ideas, but... It's been so long, he's kind of like, like the alliance are like, I guess, sisters. At this point, pretty much... They'd have to fuck our girlfriend or something like that for us to get mad, and I don't think we have a girlfriend. Like we had a kid. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, wait a minute. Speaking, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that we share and and do together that makes it what it is. I mean, it's like Dave was saying before that you know if one's in trouble, the other one's always there, regardless of fucking five light year jump ranges or Aussie self. Like you know, we make it work, and it's because the way that we work together and it, and it goes back to that organized thing we talked about at the top that we, we we know what the other one's capable of and what they can and can't do and if one's struggling for example for a wormhole the other one will have a wormhole like you know, it's just simple shit vince knows if he picks a fight in like july or august he's probably in deep shit because we're going to be busy in a war fucking well, test server well so let me dial you back a bit speaking of girlfriends there was a breakup of uh dot bros uh long ago and that was between b um 
nc.bl uh, and uh, nully, I'm drawing blanks. And the breakup was between Black Legion and NC dot over, not over a woman, uh, but uh, what happened there? What was the real reason that that, that got broken up? I'm just an asshole. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> quiet about all this. Uh, but it's so this look. This is a thing for me to get to the root of the question that you just asked involves yeah, dragging a bunch of people's greasy personal lives out. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't want to like. I don't wanna, <laughs> Like, there's no way we can answer that question without becoming the cocksuckers we complained about 15 minutes ago. So okay. let's just leave that one there. All right, all right. That's a, it's a third rail. I mean, it's it's public knowledge, like, what some of this stuff that happened there, and, but uh, we don't need to retrace that. I was just wondering, yeah, like... Yeah, I, I like... I like, the, like So I like picking on the Googans right now because I don't feel like they're telling the members the truth. I'm a big fan of telling the truth, and if you want me to answer that question, like... Now, I'm sure everybody in the crowd is saying, answer it, answer it, answer it. But we'll uh, we'll let that one go because we don't want to pull names in for people who can't defend themselves here. So well, the, the simple answer to your question is, is that they shot my fucking Falcon while I had an expensive BPO in it and didn't stop on ass, so I lost my shit. <laughs> you had a BPO in it? Yeah, I did. Like, when, when, obviously, we own space out there and so, someone who, um, again, similar to the graph we're just going to talk about there, um, decided to bring bring it out to Nullsec, uh, and whilst we were fighting the goons, um, later alluded to it that, oh, hey, you're fucking um, 170 billion SPPO in that station. So I goes and picks her up, comes back with it, and um, some faggot in Black Legion decides to shoot it. Um, bearing in mind, it was neutral, so it was probably my fault, but, oh well, I'm an asshole. Yeah. But I think you did uh, call out through an alt, didn't you? That you, that was you, and not to shoot you. And well, well, yeah, but everybody got an alt. Whoever If I was going to move, if I was going to move an alt somewhere, and I said to Graf, "Hey, this is my alt. Can you tell people not to shoot it?" People wouldn't shoot it, but because it was fucking Black Legion, and some of those guys were well idiots for the best of a word. Um, they ignored the request, basically, and did it anyway. So, you know, it was just one of those things that like, a request was made. Um, it wasn't passed out to the people. I mean, for example, if, if there was an issue right now, you know, I could literally tell the entirety of PL myself, hey, don't shoot this guy. I wouldn't need to go and hit graph up or release. Like, I can literally just go and ping their shit myself um, and do that. Whereas back then, you know, it was a daft in-game channel the way we communicated. Yeah, and and that's actually changed now because you guys are starting to communicate using using Discus. I've heard. Uh, the the group that's working together to um, take the game space to yeah for no MC dot and PL um, we use um, PLIRC. I'm not I'm in not... any of that shit and don't give <laughs> a fuck. So have you guys? Oh, go ahead. Not Discus Discord. Discord, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I wanted to get on to uh, talking about um, FanFest and then talking about like where you think um, mechanics are going and what you're looking forward to and stuff like that. Um, can we take like a quick break or do you guys uh, want to keep going? Whatever, dude. Friday, um, Friday. I'm easy. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to skip the intermission. I think everybody's fine. Um, here so i was just wondering uh have you guys been watching fan fest and what do you guys think oh my god fan fest yeah i uh <laughs> yeah 
pretty good. Is it overwhelming, no, underwhelming? Good. Well, uh, so... I got feels five a little less than members previous and a years. faction titan. What do you think? Yeah, you faction titan. I, I kind of thought the crowd not was the soft on that. So like, well, I mean, not the details so much, because there have been some good details that have come out, right? Um, um, but does it feel as, as hypey as it has in previous years? And maybe that's a good thing, because, you know, too much hype and you sure. mismanage player expectations. CCP has classically promised us this insane amount of shit every year at FanFest. They're like, look at these great things we're going to do. And, and it was the wizard behind the curtain shit. You didn't get like even a quarter of it over the course of the year until next fan fest when they showed you a bunch more insane crazy shit <laughs> i like that they're managing what they show us now they're like this is what's coming up in the next like three months we got like a plan this shit's gonna be out by august this shit's gonna be out by november and uh i like that they're much more controlled and i like the direction that they're going with it all it's it's fun like, well, have seems... you guys watched the video of the Carp Noctum Citadel take on the PL Cat Fleet? No dread survived. It was amazing. That thing is a destructive force of fucking nature. So, um, one of the things that's important when you look at the FanFest stuff, like, it's very easy to kind of fall into the mentality of the old FanFests, but when uh, CSB Siegel took over, especially, what was it, two years ago, she really changed the way that fan fests were done. And last year was the really big uh, example. Two years, ago, two years ago is also when they had that big motion picture at the end that showed, Le uh, what was it, Legion, um, Valkyrie, and Eve. and so this Eve United. Mega, Eve United, this big mega battle that everybody watched it and went, oh shit, that ain't never going to fucking happen. Well, well, actually, it's closer now than ever because yeah, you're still trying. That's what's important to me. They are actually like, like this whole new Project Nova thing. Ah, please take all my money. Yeah. yeah. So, like I was saying, uh, so two years ago they set up a two-year roadmap, right? And and at the time they placed that exact trailer. The idea behind that trailer was to kind of to show you a light at the end of the tunnel to to say, okay, stick with us. This is our vision. Um, and. And, and then that guy went like, to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So then as, as time went on, you know, then last year we got an update into that vision and, and you know, the timelines shifted and all that stuff. Um, but the big thing is, is that last year, CCB Siegel specifically said that it was her, uh, that it, they could not talk about anything that they did not plan on delivering that year. And it's interesting because that, that's obviously kind of the path that they've gone again. So, um, you know, in the first year that she was around, she showed the two-year roadmap. Uh, that obviously didn't quite work out because according to the two-year roadmap, we should be building our own Stargates at this point. Um, that's not happening, so things have kind of been pushed off, but that's how software design works. So instead, it's more like, okay, well, we're going to talk about uh, the things that we know that we can commit to in one year. And Citadels is now coming out at the end of Q1 of the next year. And so kind of by the next fan fest, but not by the end of the year, which is what they said. So they're doing better, but they are not quite there yet. So I think that it's very interesting for them to say, this is summer, this is winter. Because I think that they've really learned from, uh, from this kind of cycle now that they're about two, three years into it. Um, it's also worth noting, before I hand it back to other people, to, that that there was no expansion announced. They said that um, that they were going to only have expansions when they have a lot of things that they want to condense together and do one one thing out of it. And yet there was no expansion, and there was no suggestion that the things that are on the roadmap are as big as expansions. 
So um, it'll be interesting to see how things go as we move forward. But it's really nice to have such a clearly lined out uh, roadmap for the next well, year. Well, I mean, one of the things that I was really looking forward to from this fan fest was the extension of the roadmap. I do feel a little underwhelmed because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem as clear as it did a year ago. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Uh, it so, doesn't seem like they've moved the line all that far, and I'm just well, still not sure what actually, the right is yet. I actually went back and looked at the three graphics for the three different years, and the not only is the line moving around, but they're totally each graphic is totally different. So they're totally <laughs> switching it up because they're finding out when they change one system, they have to change another two systems and stuff like that. But if I could go back to Vince, I wanted to ask because he famously said. Um, or it was leaked that he said, uh, hold on to your Titans, hold on to your Supers, nobody give them away, we're going to want those things. So what do you think about the capital changes that are coming? I think it's good, it's exciting for the game, it's something different, it's not something that, they, that we all know. Um, but again, going back to the conversation we had earlier, it comes down to the the organisation and the pilots within each alliance to, you know, people um, bitch. I think would be a good word about um, PL and you know the way in which that they catch supers and are able to use their supers. Um, they're just fucking better than you is the answer, um, and that won't change with um, the new capital changes. I mean, Saren and Undock with the fucking new some of the new uh, Doomsday weapons. Holy shit! If you Undock, you know, yeah, just, you're, just you're vaporized. Be, yeah, there's just going to be like literally a fucking triangle of Doomsdays. Um, like three pints can just sit there and deal, you know, hundreds of months of damage. Yeah, as shitty as it sounds for the goon to admit this, an XL Citadel is going to be the safest place for them to try and undock from come change time. You get one man to arm the Citadel, and and you can actually get your fleet undocked because three Titans could just chill on grid with the Citadel. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really excited, bro. I'm really skeptical as well as the. As to how how we'll use them and how as an alliance um, and as an organization we'll transition transition into them um, obviously we've been practicing with what we what we've been able to so far on, on the, the test server uh, as to what works what doesn't what's done what's not um, but at the end of the day you know everybody's in charge of their own ship um, and you know when you jump X amount of Titans onto one grid going forward, that's not probably going to be the smartest thing forever. And you just need that one guy, just that one fucking guy, to press a button, and you fuck the whole thing up. So it'll be interesting. I uh, I don't think we'll build a, an XL. Like I, I'll be shocked if we put one down, because the second we put one down, I I would not blame the entire rest of the game if they formed up the very next fucking day and came and knocked a bitch over because we kind of earned it. So I doubt we'll put one down. <laughs> well, actually, I, that's what I thought. I thought looking at that video, I was like, wow, this is a PL recruitment video, like, uh, or an NC dot recruitment video. This is like, you build something, we're going to come and take it away from you, which is something you guys are famous for saying. So here's yeah. my question, though, like, and, and this is being somebody who's never really done that much capital or, or super capital stuff. But like Titans are pretty much tied to their posses a lot of the time. Like what? How do? How does this work once we move away from once posses are no longer anchorable and all you have is citadels? Your titans. Are... <laughs> I don't have any titans, so not my titans. But you yeah, know, but I'm, I'm saying, saying like saying test like... titans, maybe like ours are wholly fucking unbound. I uh, I got mine. I don't know within 
hours of owning mine. I had gone on like six or seven pos bash with it. I had jumped it in. This is an unimplanted Leviathan that I had jumped into like a subcap fleet of shit and camped a jump bridge with it and killed a rattlesnake. I actually blapped a rattlesnake with my cruise levies. It was so good. Felt great. Uh, I don't think anything's going to necessarily change. You can... I think there's something like tethering or some shit that you're supposed to be able to do without a weapon. As long as you don't have a weapons timer, you can just come up and kind of like anchor your shit and go inside and get a coke or something. I don't fucking know. I, I don't really care. I, I doubt mine will change anyway. I am skeptical of like, we do a lot of small gang uh, super carrier or titan combat, I guess you would say, uh, where we operate in small groups. And I think people might be underselling the rep potential for a locally tanked great big ass fucking ship that can do some of the things that a, a titan can do uh like an asb fit leviathan is going to be pretty disgusting when you try and take it down and it lands doomsdays everything in fucking world and just rolls out i uh, or shot or that stupid shotgun dude i don't even know what that is i know i'm going to be riding around with like five doomsdays in my trunk now because that's a thing so I can just swap them in and out. But uh, yeah, evidently I'm told my Leviathan's the worst one. Fuck you, penis smash. I don't care what you say. I'm never selling it. It's, also, it. worth, it's also worth noting that I think doomsdays are going to be um, more frequent as well. Uh, I, I, Ferris Loney fires his off three or four times a day. I don't know if you've been watching. Like, no, I mean like the timer on a doomsday. Oh, it's yeah. You can get like it's like five minutes now, I think. Yep, it'll so, be yeah, five you minutes. You can fire them more often. I mean, we've they, got the the focused one that we use to kill capitals now will do less damage for sure. We've got you know we've got a pretty heavy nullsec crowd here. Uh, Ash, I'm not sure exactly what you were doing before joining Test to get involved with the war here, but if looking at FanFest so far, for those of you who have seen it and looked at this stuff, right? If you were from someplace else, low sec, high sec, maybe even wormholes. Um, What's your takeaway so far? I mean, certainly as far as the CSM goes, probably the most heavily dominated nullsec CSM, certainly since uh, they changed to 14 members, but maybe even um, maybe even back further. And then well, on top of that, you know, the roadmap and the changes. I don't know. I mean, if I'm if I'm somebody from, say, high sec, I'm really wondering where things are for for me, maybe. And it's been going on like this for a while, right? These, these null sec changes have, have taken a long time and a lot of resources. Well, yeah, I think well, that, they, that, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I was going to say that the first thing is, is that I think that this expansion is going to change wormhole space more than anything. Like wormholes get stations with, with uh, markets. You know, the, the, the wormholes don't have to live in each other's butts anymore in order to, you know, have uh, an alliance. Like that, those are gigantic changes. Let alone, you know, all of the additional carrier stuff, the new drifter uh, faction burner. warfare guys too, man. Like, yeah, they, I'm, they I'm now actually, get to. I'm like, faction totally warfare. Totally it. Yep, I'm faction warfare, and we're already talking about like, are we going to have, you know, uh, how we're going to use our pos in order to defend our home system, you know, um, because in faction warfare you can lose access to your system if you need to. We can do forward operating bases a lot better. Um, you know, for a smaller alliance, we use contracts and stuff. So having an, a personal market that we can make sure that somebody else can't just buy it all up or something like that, you know, the, all of these things are, uh, you know, huge changes for those kind of entities. Can I ask how, um, PL and NC are gonna, how do they differ in their behavior with, um, 
with what's coming. Are you guys communicating with each other on like how to adapt to these changes or is it totally independent? Probably independent. I don't know. Maybe Vince is talking to people, but I haven't, I haven't gone to him in any way to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do because what we're going to do is still kind of up in the air because the numbers fluctuate so much yeah. uh, all the way up to release. So it's probably, and it's probably an informal situation where you don't yeah. trade, you guys just talk, right? If in those. three weeks I see Vince riding around in Artie Loki's again, I'll be like, Vince, yo, <laughs> worked fucking four years ago, they're still shit down. Come on, let's not do that again. But, but, but NC and PL are very different, like, uh, in their styles of heavy-duty PvP. It seems like, and this is from appearance only, but it seems like PL has a lot more, almost like, sub-capital, and then they use... Uh, no, Vince has okay. way more... Like, so Vince has always tried, they, Vince's guys try all kinds of different fleets. They tried uh, Rattlesnakes before we use Rattlesnakes. Uh, they use different T3 comps uh, than we use. Like, if you look at Vince's Proteus fits or Legion fits next to ours, ship is actually shaped different because they use different subsystems and shit. They have their own independent and not shit theory crafting. They try stuff sometimes before we do sometimes after we do like we tried ravens after we after they did they like tried ravens failed spectacularly we were like we can do better and failed really spectacularly. <laughs> so no i i think you know graph isn't giving some of his guys the credit that, that, that they deserve i see a lot of what goes on in pl and um oh i forgot did you have that you, you steal do you steal from us you cocksucker <laughs> Not quite correct, but almost. Um, oh. No, it's, it's, it's oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You literally ate your mic. Sorry. Yeah, me not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly now. If, if, if there's something that that like ICPL using, and um, I think we'll, you know, it'd be really good if, if we could use that too. Then um, I'll generally just say to whoever's campaign commander at the time, "Yo, do you mind if I take this information?" Because I mean, I have access to their shit, so, you know, out of respect, I would always ask. But, you know, like I said, we do lots of dumb shit, and we try it, and it might look bad, it might look terrible, but if it, does, if it works, we'll use it. If it doesn't, we won't, so. Yeah, so what are you looking forward to in, in, in Citadel's uh, events? Just, 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 more, just more change, dude, that no one's comfortable yeah, I mean, you're comfortable in this. This is kind of your scenario, right? Where things are all up in the air. There's a lot of combat going on because you've been logging in a lot more than usual. Give me goons to shoot and I'll log in. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to actually address the uh, the point about like people in high sec and whatnot and whether or not they have anything to do with the, with the announcements at FanFest. I think that there is... Uh, a huge thing to look at, which is especially the CCP Ghosts addition to the team, and that idea of of stories and whatnot. And when you look at, you know, if we've we've he been hearing ideas about advancing of the AI um, and more advanced kind of interactions with the player factions and the empires, um, combine that with the industrial overhaul um, with the industrial platforms and mining platforms and all that that kind of stuff. You know, I think that honestly, they've set it up so that this year could potentially be like a year of of kind of like a more PVE situation. Let 
let Nolsec figure out their stuff, um, or, you know, let the wars fight their wars. There's obviously plenty of toys to fight over at this point. But, you know, they're, all of the main challenges are very economic. You know, how do we make Nolsec valuable? How do we make Nolsec worth fighting for? How do we make Highsec dynamic? How do we make sure that somebody stays in the game after only two hours of playing it? How do we make someone want to play after a month? You know, like all of these questions are the questions that e that CCP is wrestling with at the moment. And um, wrestling I think, for years, right? But these are the questions that they are really, really putting their focus on. They're hiring people to in order to tackle them. They're putting them in the forefront of their presentations. Like this is like the direction or this is something that, you know, in the same way that they've wrestled with sovereignty for years, but eventually they, they nut up and made a change. You know, I think that we're going to see more of that now focusing on more of the player versus environment, um, or at least the Eve universe as an experience, not just us fighting. Actually, I think it's the opposite. I mean, everything they said today, even look at the, uh, the way that Fozzie and Larkin were kind of running through the industrial stuff to get through it. And then he started talking about the stuff that like Grath or Vince might like, which is faction titans. And they lit up and they were giggly about it. You could see all that energy come to them. It seems to me that they're very focused on the combat aspect and everything else serves the combat. All yes. industry all you know all the other stuff that's harvesting that's all just to serve combat uh you know and it just seems like they're forgetting that you can build a game with like world building uh kind of stuff i'll probably get thrown out of uh, nc for saying this but you know there's nothing wrong with being someone who likes to build things over and over again instead of just destroying things well i'm going to no, say that if you a, go to the balance not... if you go to the balance guy and you talk to him about you know, different stuff. If you go to the, you know, the guy who joined the the team in order to balance all the ships and make fighting fun, then yeah, he's going to get lit up by the ship and not, and not the industrial stuff. But the point is, is that there are other teams that are working on other things that are going to make that stuff. But work. I mean, uh, CCP Iterbium just left and they haven't announced the replacement or anything. So maybe those teams aren't as public facing, but it doesn't seem like they're getting a lot of uh, attention or you know citadels are yes but you know the guy who built them is gone he just left i'm just going to say that having ccp ghost involved is is making me very hopeful and actually you're right that is the first time i've been hopeful that somebody can say story is important immersion is important do we know that's, who he was before uh he just didn't have a lot of blood vessels in his head that's the only thing that i yeah it sounds <laughs> like he, he he like got really hyper focused in the psychology because his brain is a little bit weird and then so he studied oh. like systems and 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 people and how they think oh is that the blonde haired guy yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah he was happy as fuck to be there i like him <laughs> uh, yeah he looked like yeah. thor now yeah. you guys are missing something so yeah, i'm yeah. i'm a i've I've done an invention in building across time in the game at you know a relatively small scale make a little bit of money here and there right so i've seen the different iterations they just changed not too long ago the entire industrial interface like all the stuff you use for building it's so fucking easy now it's like amazing you just everything's real simple you can actually <laughs> yeah. pretty much do it without a fucking you know without having a spreadsheet yeah. make it better but you can do it without one now it's it's yeah. functionally possible uh the multi-buy system the 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 entire thing and there was something else. If you see the, they they keep saying for this fall thing the ore ship redesign, right? 
And they're talking about the Rorqual, but they keep showing a picture of the Hulk with a before no, no. and after picture. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're redoing all of the models. And they also, I think they're doing like a slight rebalance of, of it. But the most of the focus right. was on the model itself. Yeah, they are hitting yeah, industry. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that they give miners some options there on that ship there to be not, because they're giving them this whole, you know, completely immobilized, defended thing from the Rorqual that's going to have to be on fucking grid now because they're killing AOE. They're making a links AOE. So you'll have the damn thing nearby probably to freeze your mining fleet. Uh, I'm thinking of you, Borble. Uh, Borble mining guys. <laughs> but I, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I think maybe there's stuff coming for them. They've had some stuff that maybe we don't notice and we being you guys because you don't build anything maybe ever. And Dostros have gotten quiet amounts of love. Not to mention the fact that the amount of shit that it takes to make an XL Citadel is fucking staggering. And the amount of it that wasn't in Gito when they first started releasing the numbers for it was even more shocking. Uh, and the rush and that was put on it to get the stuff that it takes a, a Citadel and how the prices have reacted to that and stuff like that. Like, industrialists are quietly benefiting from all of this in ways that maybe you don't see as much. Um, I don't really hear them complaining as much. I know they'd all like something more to do and everybody's like mining to not suck an actual ton of ass. Uh, but like other than that, I think they've been getting slight game improvements over time that make life maybe oh, not that, as bad for them. They, they've definitely been getting improvements. I mean, if you go back, yeah, the, the, there is a history of, of changes and improvements uh, or just changes um, across industry certainly we have you know certainly we had the major one with what was it was that rubicon Chris, Chris, yeah yeah um, but when you're when you're putting something when you're doing things at FanFest, right or or just advertising it doesn't really sell it doesn't get people's engines revved up they want to hear that they're getting stuff but it just doesn't sell on screen the way that destruction does no that's, that's the way the point that I was space violence make. does no, you're absolutely right, and which is why they used the one thing that's like super monolithic. Like, you, everybody's excited about citadels, so here's the industrial citadel. So that's the that's the gem that they can use in order to kind of let us know that that's what's going on. But you know, if they had had an entire fan fest keynote that's all about like we're going to fix missions and we're going to fix mining, it's the year of PVE. Like, think about the conversation that we would be having. Like, we that's just... in this one though. Say again. That's coming, right? Like, like you've seen all the NPC things and stuff right. like that. Like missions and, and anomalies are all being updated now. They just haven't said anything about it. They're just quietly letting it happen. And that's what I'm saying. Like if you, if if you, they have learned the Eve Online audience, and publicly, if you make the showcase be about the more PVE stuff, people will just have a knee-jerk negative response to it. So. You make the the combat, the flashy, the explosions. Put that in the forefront, and make sure that the industrialists know that they're continuing, or you know, the the PVE continuing to have love. The story is continuing to advance. They don't need to necessarily showcase that case that all that much because it's showing itself. But I mean, you know, the reality is. You do want to encourage space violence. You do want to encourage things being blown up because without things being blown up. There ain't no reason for anybody to build anything. I mean, well, yeah, you know what? If they wanted yeah. a massive improvement to their PVE side, they would make finding a significantly more interactive and engaging process than currently yeah. turn your shit on and find a movie to watch. Right. Well, yes, uh, and no, because I mean, like the idea of that passive activity is 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 valuable. That's a play style that you might not want to get rid of, especially since there are more active. active do, do you active realize things. though? Do you realize though that they 
that all the stuff that you do in industry is passive. There's no active game style in industry. You do something and you wait for it. And all the active stuff is in the hunting and the killing and that sort of stuff. So it seems like everything is in service to the action. The actual game is the combat. And all the other stuff is passive income and things to give you things to shoot at. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I will say that, that uh, CCP as a company doesn't necessarily need to incentivize PvP because it's PvP. It is, but they it, do. It is the incentive. Well, like a lot of people say, oh, well, they need to add like ISK rewards to PvP or like the daily rewards. They were saying, oh, it should be about PvP. You don't need to encourage PvP because as long as there are things to be shot at, there will be people that want to shoot at them. Like you need to encourage people to want to be out there to be shot at. That's the secret. That so. is the thing. And that's what I was just going to say is that, look, you've got to also give people the reason to build those things and live in those places so that they can become targets so that they can become a target of an invasion an attack whatever um you gotta have you do have to have both sides of the equation in it right dirt we gotta talk cigarettes are bad for you man they are fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah hello victor fell vince do you uh do you ever deal with any of these kinds of things because uh i think most of the people who know you have contact with you as a uh, a figurehead and a, somebody who inspires them to do combat, not necessarily to do like, you know, service work to get things ready or any of that kind of stuff. But do you, what? do you do any of that? Me? I, no, I uh, Vince. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. I was going to say, I do. Um, not, I don't personally do. Me, me, me personally, not really. Um, obviously just guys, um, as we said earlier, within NC Dot that, you know, like to do that stuff uh, for us. So like, you know, the, your market guys and all those dudes, or you know, hey, let's go and build some dreads. Um, pretty sure that between NC Dot and PL, we've probably got a, a couple of hundred dreads in some interesting locations in, in and around Eve, like all that shit. That, like, that's probably as much as I get involved. I mean, while you guys are talking about this, I've just been like sipping some water and watching some TV because, quite frankly, I don't give a shit about Heiser. Uh, let me ask you another question along those lines. What's it like to be an alliance leader that is as important as you are to your people? There are other people like that as well, but um, I mean, do you feel what kind of responsibility is that? Um, to be honest, I, I, I think I play the game a lot differently to to, to, to others. Um, I, I see it as just like you know, a bunch of guys playing a fucking spaceship game together. Um, other than they like it when I'm around, and um, you know, I, I I'm more of a an FC than than, than than a leader really. I mean, you know, the, the credit for for, for NC Doc goes to, to both Lady uh, Scarlet and, and White. Uh, to be honest, they they do most of the the, the day to day running of the alliance, and um, a lot of the um, kind of fleet stuff, and um, is more what I'm interested in. But anything to do with uh, industry or anything like that is all arranged by different not departments and stuff because they're not departments it's like two three guys but like you know that's it's all dealt with by different people and then you know they just report into me so to be honest okay it's it's my name above the door but it's probably similar to, you know people don't understand the way that the alliances like ours work and um, same with PL I mean you know people see PL and think elites will Right now, at least it's got nothing to do with what's going on. It's going to be. So uh, it's, it's very much the same entity, to be honest. Yeah, I know that uh, Lady Scarlet and White Arrow kind of keep 
everything running on time and keep everything together and stuff. But when you log in to lead a fleet, there's an incredible surge of numbers. Like it's at least a third more. Uh, so does that mean you feel pressure? Like, okay, something big's happening. I better, you know, put out the call that I'm going to be there kind of thing. Um, the line, if I said no, uh, I would say probably like 50, 50, right? Um, it, it depends on what's going on. Like, you know, for me to log in personally, um, you know, my incentive is the alliance. Like, obviously, you know, I want it to work and continue to be successful. So, you know, I, I will always be around. I mean, and, you know, there's been times when people have gone, well, you know, Vince has quit the game, you know, he's not playing anymore. Just because I don't log in doesn't mean that um, I ain't around. I mean, I mean, a good example of that is, you know, the, the Matani doesn't log into even one. Uh, he, he does here and there, and quite some time ago, he used to he used to go on a, on a lot of the newbie fleets, um, just so people could see him in a fleet. And, and it's just that that thing because you know people join these alliances and they and they see that this guy or this this girl runs this organisation. That oh shit, if they're here, I probably should log in. Um, and you kind of seen that with the the, the Imperium for a long time, like. Uh, the admittance ping has so much more weight than anybody else's ping up until recently where I think Jay Amazing this pings get more than admittance pings at the moment, so yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that uh, you know, if that works on you because you must get updated how often do you check in on the game, even on the meta level just people communicating with you? Well, I have Skype and Discord on my phone so it's fucking in my pocket. <laughs> so you're always in contact. I have called Vince at really bizarre hours for him. <laughs> yeah, I've a, I've a graph called me at five o'clock in the morning before now and screaming shouts about me about fucking Travis. So yeah, <laughs> about Travis. <laughs> so this you two. Is what, are, this is what I wanted to get woken up to. Yeah, you two are very different in that uh, Grath is kind of like, you know, gone into the wilderness to find himself inside his golem. Uh, so good. Yeah, and rejected kind of that responsibility, that that kind of pressure, I guess. But I'm I'm sure you're still a leader and, a, and an inspiration to other PL guys. But you've kind of walked away from that, right? Yeah, I just monitor my corp now, man. I am the CEO of Snig, and that's it's fucking 500 dudes. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy uh, dealing with Snig and Snig stuff. He is known uh, as Graf the Inspiration. I stick my nose in the alliance's <laughs> business in so much as to keep it entertaining for my corp and make sure that they're not making decisions that are detrimental to my corp. And that's about it. It's mostly I just try and make sure whatever at least he's, he has to get the job done of, of guiding us around the world, uh, which is mostly quiet. He likes You're peace right. and quiet. What's everybody think about, uh, about these range-based area of effect uh, link bonuses? I love it. Fuck them. I, I mean, am a solo roamer, dude. I do not give a fuck. Uh, it's it, it. Please, thank God. I am sick and tired of being the only like like. It's a rare, the rarity that you find another guy who doesn't have the neutral alt and local be his boosting link alt, so that his hawk now suddenly reps like two thousand DPS or some silly shit like that. Uh, I, I am happy about it. It also is going to make fleets way more interesting, I think, and no more worrying about the fleet hierarchy that they can't ever seem to get to work right. Yeah, I mean, the note I saw on it was uh, Fozzie wouldn't be surprised if there could be 100-kilometer radius boost where others might be as little as 10. That's, uh, you know, I mean, that's really, I mean, it's, it's not just about putting them on grid, right? Because that, that used to be the whole thing. Put, you know, put boosts on grid. Well, now grids are so goddamn big that, I mean, when you're talking 
maybe at 100 kilometers, they're giving you this effect. Maybe at 10 kilometers, they're giving you a much greater effect or a different effect or, you know, however it is they're going to do it. That's, uh, that's a whole new ball game as far as boosts go. Well, when you consider that a Citadel is 150 kilometers across, that means that your boost doesn't even cover the entire active Citadel battle space. So you would actually, in that sort of case, need to have command different command positions in place so that as the fight moves around, they don't lose their boosts. I also like the fact that it's a buff that that can be kind of, I think that that's more understandable to, you know, player or video gamers. You know, I, I think, I think that the boosting system is incredibly obtuse, which I think is probably as big a problem as it being off grid. I think the only people that affect in, in the immediate term, naturally, is just those that are not organized. Are the ones that are not organized? Yeah. So, like, you know... Can, can you adjust a little bit? Your mic is a little muffled. No, let's, no, let's, let's be clear. Let's the, the person who's influenced the most by this is all of us idiots who trained leadership on our mains. We are celebrating. That is true. Is that better? Uh, still a little muffled. I don't know. That's better fair for a second while you were talking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of talk about this this gambling site. Is it going to be a problem when they build a Citadel? Who gives a fuck? Maybe they build a Keepstar. Yeah, will, like there be, will there be giant casinos inside of Citadels? That would be so fucking awesome. When they did, did, talked about that whole walking in stations thing, yeah, I totally. a pity bar that you could play poker. <laughs> that is all I wanted. I would have been like saying here that's what they did. The illusion was that you would go gambling. So, so just the announcement or, or CCP Quant's fact that um, the Palatine Keep Star is worth one fifteenth of all of the value in New Eden is pretty. That's a pretty impressive stat. That's what was the stat that they gave for the total value? It was like something, uh, some what two three quadrillion isk. Yeah, yeah. Three now divide that by three. Fifteen or seventeen? I, I I don't see how the value. Is... I don't know. There it is, graphic. That, that would basically be impossible, then, yeah. I put the strip bar on the screen for everybody to see that's watching us live, and it's nice. uh, an old picture of walking in stations. And the dream was to have kind of seedy bars and places where you could meet and stuff like that. Uh, never materialized. Yeah, uh, there you go. Look at that. See, we could have been <laughs> in the corner getting drunk, playing poker. She's dancing naked. <laughs> but the, ping, they all leave the station. Great. <laughs> she do pings and they all leave the station. Funny. But that, that's funny because like this was kind of the idea to enhance the game this way. And that didn't happen. But in, in a strange way, the externalization of gambling sites are now back in a very big way uh, to kind of reconstruct the power structure of Nullsec. Because if they can't, I mean, really, uh, there's only a few hammers in the game. Yeah, but, I mean, he just kind of motivated. Look, so this is a uh, this is a a narrative thing that somebody's trying to push, right? There are some people that never stop planning to fight these people. They never gave it up. Vince is one of them. These people, Manny, you, yeah, your people, <laughs> me and my people. <laughs> yeah, it's like Manny never gave it up. Vince never. Thank gave you, Mr. It up. Perot. Uh, there are people from a lot of the different alliances that the goons have exploded over the years or through either through actual war or external pressure or whatever, like Nully and shit like that. 
Like, they all reformed in different groups. Parts of them are all over the fucking place. And those parts all never stopped, like, thinking about it. Like, this has been something that Manny has been asking for for eight fucking months. Whether, every time we post on PL forums, hey, what do we want to do? Manny's like, we could fight the goon. Like, I mean, if we asked that ten times a day, his post response would just be, we could fight the goon. And, like, that's that's it. That's all. He, like, people yelled at him. He said it so much. Uh so it was going to happen, I guess, eventually, maybe one way or another. But this guy paid to get everybody in one place and motivated to do it now. Uh, and when it when it did happen, like, regardless, if it happened now or if it happened later, if it happened later, it'd probably be worse. The The atrophy in, in the Imperium is disgusting and bad in ways that is shocking. Well, so, I like, think it wouldn't be any better in four fucking months. Well, I don't know. I think from their point of view, they're seeing a lot of people come back. And you guys are seeing that, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I like, I have, I've probably swelled up like 50 members and uh, 50 actual like characters of that being like maybe 20 actual members of people who came back for the first time in like a year or two. We're trying to explain jump fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, will you ever put uh, Doom back together? Because that was your corporation for a long time. Um, no, I mean, and part of the reason why um, Doom was dissolved into smell was because um, trying to run a corp and an alliance of the type that NT that is just um, I just don't have enough time in the day to do both. Um, so no, against that. Um, and the, just clarity on 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 Doom. Um, Doom was Darkness's corp, um, but then when he quit to go and do other things, he handed the corp over to myself. Um, and to this day, if that guy ever returns, he's not doing that. So he's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Doom wasn't your corp. It was something that was given to you. Uh... Yeah. No. It was. Um. It was that. that it was Darkness Corp, who was, which was obviously Doom was a corporation within the original tribe, and um, and then Dark One MIA and I somehow ended up at CEO. So uh, NC has uh, Evolution, which is one of the key uh, corps that was in uh, Band of Brothers, and Sir Molly is or Sir Molly is still in Evolution, and he's here as part of uh, NC. Do you ever talk to him or see him, or how does that work out? Uh, Molly pretty much is just does an advisory kind of role. He runs his corp, and but yeah, he runs a and kind of an, an advisory role. And he'll get involved with. Like um, arranging like the skirmish commanders, that type of stuff. The guys that I mean, I'm calling them that, because, but most people know them as is, you know, in various other alliances. And um, you know, he, he's he's very good at coordinating people. And again, it's just you know another one of those people that you know having that person online, you know, just an alliance chat, even if they're not doing anything on, on TS, and um, you know makes people step up to the plate. Did you like when when he was in when he was running Bob and you were there FCing? What was uh, did he like? Uh, was there any kind of mentor relationship or anything like that, or was it not like that? Yo, Mark um, was an asshole. I wouldn't want to be mentored by him. He's a dick, <laughs> grumpy old motherfucker. Pretty much what Graf just said. Okay, what's <laughs> up? So, Look. So the first time I ever got to be in a fleet with Molly, right? Like, this was back in the Nano Age. We had just gotten kicked out of fucking Branch uh, with Empire and Fatal and shit. And we came down to try and, like, crash on Bob's fucking couch. So we all 
joined up, like 80 of us in one of his fucking fleets. And it, like, I'm suddenly doing 14,000 meters a second. I had never gone so fast in my whole life. I was amazed. I was hanging out with these cool motherfuckers and Bob. He was a dick for two and a half fucking hours. All he did was bitch and cuss and swear at us and tell people they weren't shit. I, fuck him. I hated him. So I, I, I never wanted to fly with him again. Then he was old and nice. Later, when I met him, he got all grandpa-fied and shit. Like, he, when we coordinated for the Halloween war, he was like, yeah, I'm going to pass information around. And then he just disappeared and went and smoked a pipe and rocked from a fucking port some goddamn where and didn't bother me again. Well, uh, he, he did get a girlfriend, I think. He got married. Maybe that, yeah, sett yeah. that settles a person, maybe. But uh, maybe that's why, he's, that's why he's in an advisory role now because uh, he really doesn't appear much in NC. Dot. No, but, you know, Mo, what you know, he, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, when, if, you, if you need him, he's there. If he's not, you know, he's just fucking smuggling pipe like that. So. He has a demanding set of standards. Let's just put it like that. Like, he, 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 he requires excellence in all, in all <laughs> things. And if you don't give it to him, he fucking lets you know. Yikes. I mean, Evolution is probably one of the best well-run corps. That's a, that's a communist corp I've ever seen. Like, you wouldn't believe how organized that shit is. Like, it's like, it's like walking into someone's fucking bedroom and opening their top drawer, and they've got iron boxer shirts. Like, that's literally how their corp is. Yeah, there's, uh, all their stuff is shared, and you own nothing, and, uh, but you get everything you need in order to accomplish your task. Correct. And, yeah, it's an interesting way of doing it. I mean, if if uh, if you look at it as just kind of the, you know, what are these assets for? They're to produce results. Then why do you have your own assets? You know, just to make sure you have it when you need it. But if you can rely on a common source to make sure that everything's covered, you don't need to carry all that weight. And that eliminates that eliminates the whole is grind. You know, you don't need to do ratting or any of that stuff. Mercenary Coalition used to have, like, you'd have a can that you had to fucking carry around all over the fucking place or get shipped all around. But I, I'm pretty sure BDCI still has a flight deck. Uh, so they would, when they, were with, when they were with us, they would just stock their flight deck with ships out of our basic doctrines and shit. And they would, uh, you know, the members just had access to that shit. They could just get it. I, we had something like that in Snig, and all the fucking gypsies ran away with the logistic ships, and then tried to. The, the motherfucker had the nerve to sell the shit back to the Alliance on contract with the name still in it, like Snig Fourteen. Like, <laughs> <you're an> asshole. <laughs> oh my god. So, so we are we wrap up at the top of the hour, right? Yes. So we're about ten minutes away. So I would. Uh, would it be possible? I was thinking, were you guys watching the uh, our championship today? Do you guys have any thoughts of that before we, we close I up? Worked. I didn't see it. I haven't watched today's stream yet. Like I got off, took a shower, and came to this. Oh, it was so good when spoilers did spoilers to spoilers, man. Oh, I saw who won. I know the Tash Mercon won or whatever. That's disappointing. I'm an Amar. I, I like... I joined the the Amar the Imperial Militia like when it started for the first thirty days I was in there. I got four hundred kills in the first thirty days. I'm an Imperator Commander uh, in the Amar Militia, and uh, uh, that Tash on some half breed bullshit. I don't want them running my company. Yeah, yeah but, I, the, but it's an Empress again. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's something. That they get yeah. to play. They get to play the the several year long adventure to correct all of the writing everywhere. You know, because like. Even when you first start the uh, your campaign, it says you know run by the Amer the Empress Jamil Sorum. So they're gonna they're gonna have to find a lot of text. 
Yeah, Ash is frozen in the stream. Yeah, I noticed that. It's okay. He's got the best dead man stare ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a ventriloquist. That, I'm channeling my inner what Mitani. You, what do you, I mean, what do you think about the format, though? Um, I found it to be a little, I don't know, slow, maybe? A little less action-oriented than, say, the Alliance tournament type of, uh, type of setup? I, I think uh, that I think that the doing it all live on stage showcased exactly how little actual energy gets put into refining the process. And I don't mean that to say it in a bad way because the people that are involved in the Alliance tournament and all of these tournaments do an amazing job. But they do an amazing job with very very poor equipment. Like and and I mean like the 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 tools in game in order to operate the tournament obviously are not great they have tons of bugs these are not well supported features because again these are not the things that make it to keynotes they're not even things that make patch notes so you know these are only made from labor of love and unfortunately when you put it live and you and you make everybody stare at it it kind of shows well if you don't mind i'd like to uh, move back to a topic of uh i want to ask vince like this is very unusual for you to appear uh, on a show. I'm very thankful that you're here. Um, why is that? There's a lot of people who love talking to the media to like, you know, um, uh, I don't, and then there's other people now that are like kind of securing their place in history and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like NC guys seem to be very bothered with that. Like there's not a lot of representatives out there. Um, I have friends outside my house, so I don't need to um you know, get some like big, you know, type of Eve, you know, like media thing going on in the sense that, you know, everybody needs to know who I am. Like they, the people who know I am will know I am probably because I'm shooting them, not because, um, you know, every other evening I'll do some sort of, you know, write a script or do a podcast or something like that. I don't know. I just don't, I don't find them. It, it, it seems like it does that set the tone then for the rest of the guys in NC? Uh, I mean, they're not restricted in any way if they want to go on a fucking sorry, the only person that was kind of out there in any way was uh Travis, Douchebag, sorry, uh. <laughs> and you see what that got him. I think, I think a lot of it comes with personality, um, for this, for this type of stuff, like, um. I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, crap, I think I think sometimes like you just like enjoy doing this stuff because like you get to like like just speak your mind and stuff. Whereas like, yeah, like for I, me, I, other than inside my own lines, I don't feel that you know my opinion matters outside of my lines. So I I, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel the need like during a war. Like this is the first time yeah. since since God knows how long ago that I've done something like this. I just don't feel the need to come on and say bad things about the people that I'm shooting, you know. I do I, that. That's my thing. Yeah, I just leave that to graph. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'll just tweet, tweet and post pictures of the results, really. So. Well, it's a good thing uh, graph is really good at it. I like to talk. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I've always been kind of okay with talking. Like, they were like, get up from the class and talk. And the one dude pissed himself. That definitely wasn't me. I was all about <laughs> talking. In fact, I was all about not shutting up ever. So... Well, uh, it makes sense. Like, I, in in my job, I have to do a lot of public speaking and stuff. Um, so, like, the, the whole talking thing isn't an issue. I, I just don't 
when it, when it comes to like Eve, I, I don't know. I, I just it doesn't. It, I don't. I don't see it. And you know, people poke me all. I mean, so during this whole thing, the amount of like um, different sites and stuff that like have you know sent emails or um, I've had you know, the CCP guys you know, kind of pass kind of kind of pass your email details to you know X Y and Z, and I'm, I'm kind of like go ahead, but. Uh, when when when, it, when something does come through, I, I just ignore it. So probably, I don't know. Maybe I should be more. I don't know, but um, I don't feel that it's a necessity to make them be successful. Less, you're just fine. <laughs> uh, one last question from uh, Minxie. You guys know who Minxie is. Uh, for both guys, how tired are you at this point? Uh, are you still pumped up? Uh, when will the war become a grind? Oh God! Can I answer this for them, please? No. I mean, because if you're going to lob a softball up, I'll walk into it and bat it out of the park, too. Oh, my God. We are still so pumped up. This will never end until, you know, I, it'll never be a grind. Because it's just too to much work. fun. Uh, so I live in fucking Superior, Wisconsin now, which is also known as the coldest place on a penguin's asshole. Uh, it is cold to the point of being negative 58 at points in time during the winter for several weeks at a time. So things just stop. Construction work, most specifically, completely stopped. So, like, but we just went back to work because the weather started to get non, not disgusting over the past three weeks. So, I was in tosing every fucking night. Like, they were like, we shifted the thing to AU time zone. I was like, yes. And yeah, I that was up so all night funny. Drank coffee and fucking toasting a golem. <laughs> when when they came out with that, I was like, you know, like the rest of the universe is like. That, like we have a huge AU guys, and they have nothing to do. You just you just allowed us to work in shifts. Right, Gobbin oh. lives in fucking Japan. Way to shift it to the AU time zone. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to answer your question, um, did we even get started being pumped yet? Is would be my honest answer. Uh, pumped was two DW, and then someone popped the balloon. So yeah, yeah, it's probably different. Don't, don't, Vince gets pumped for fights, right? Like I get pumped for fucking karma finally coming around to stick a dick in somebody's butt. Here's yeah. the problem with the long game. Um, like he keeps saying that we don't remember, but a lot of people have really long memories. So even if like people lose attention, as soon as goons actually start doing something, you're going to see that inter interest at least somewhat resurface. Yeah, I mean, it's like the whole let's change our, our salt timers to um, 5 a.m. Like, that's all well and good. Um, but again, coming back from the mechanics, you need to think about, well, how how well is that going to help us? Well, if you don't live in your space and keep your ADMs up, and we've had a right good laugh for the last week and a half, when it was, they're not making progress, guys. They can't be bothered to entose us. No, what was actually happening is we understand how this shit works. If we're waiting for eight, your ADMs to drop before we went and started toasting your shit, that now we can do it at two thirty E time, which is US Prime, and there's potential of it coming out between then and fucking downtime. So it was more of a case of, you know, yeah, go ahead and change it, and we'll wait a week and a half, and then we'll do what we need to do, and then we burnt the entirety of deck on in in a week. Yeah, I I have a problem with the leadership that's guiding. Like, so I've been, we've all been in positions where we've lost. Vince has lost. I've lost. Like, we've all had to do the thing where you 
explain to everybody that it's time to pack up and move. We all know what the fuck it looks like, right? Like, this is a thing we have seen. You pay for space you can't get into. You can't form a fleet of anything but caracals. When you do form caracals, somebody comes along with a great big fucking hammer and smashes it. You lost 1.5 trillion in 14 days. You guys don't live in Declan anymore. Like, it's time for your alliance to explain to you uh, that you have to move somewhere else and try and find space there. Uh, because you don't live here any fucking more. And, like, staying here is stifling every alliance that remains in the coalition. You can't form anything. Yeah. Is there, like, because there always seems to be a narrative of somebody is the villain in Eve. Like, that always gets it. Was Bob before? Because they were moving around. I'm the villain. It's fun. Clock. Yeah, I was wondering, like, and, and it was, you know, Matani for a while. Is it going to be PL next? Because they seem to be, like, out there. It was us before. Like, we've been the villain it? plenty of times. Oh, dude. The well, against Brave. Swear up and down. No, not just no. Them. the Russians swear up and down. We can make ourselves not appear in local. They hate us. They, like, despise. We're called, uh, they call us, like, panda bears and shit uh, on their forum. It's it. insane they get so fucking butt mad whenever we fight. They, we are the goddamn devil incarnate to those people we've been mean people to brave uh we've been mean people to test and like we were vilified by them like there's always somebody uh when the when bob when the bob war ended and we pushed for the reset um where everybody would reset people were pretty fucking mad at us then too like we eh, vince gets to be the bad guy all the time it's Everybody gets to be the bad guy once, but some people earn being the bad guy. I did write a, a, a battle report where I called Vince Blackbeard because uh, I, I really like that analogy and stuff. That, that didn't offend you, did it, Vince? You have a job to try and offend me. I think he would have preferred Long John Silver, but... <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think if you want to think about PL being a bad guy, all you have to do is remember pre-Phoebe and like the the PL boogeyman that everybody always was afraid of. Yeah, and we get accused of some terrible, terrible shit. Like, if you undock in the Alliance tournament, we just know what your fit is and we have the sphere program that tells us and we use it to beat you. That, that uh, wasn't true? No, it's not really true. Uh, it, 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 was, it, it was true to Lolly Solar for me. Uh, the, it turns out uh, the sphere program was the monkey sphere, just fucking with people. I, I is the best. Like he just made up this little jumbled bit of code that doesn't do anything, and posted it on uh, Fail Heap Challenge one time, and and people just kind of grabbed it and ran away with it. It's been a thing forever. How uh, about? Sorry, how about the connection with Hard Knocks? Like, there was some controversy that you guys were getting a lot of wormhole information from Hard Knocks sure. who was mapping around. Right man is in Snig. He is a, has a character in Snig called Kazy. He has friends like uh, Muha and stuff like that that are also in my corp. And, like, I don't mind the connection because we don't move in wormhole circles uh, as far as offensive, defensive uh, natures go. So... Like, I don't mind that they want to hang out and do the things that we do outside of wormholes, and they let some of our guys hang out and do stuff in wormholes that want to get that kind of content and shit like that, right? So that that's a, a relationship that we have, but uh, we have... But was that Fury Road? Is that how you knew how to get to... No. So this is the thing, right? So the in hindsight, I've found out now that some of the backcountry guys have been exposing things on our forums. The GIA budget was like $10 billion a month, right? Like, this is a super important service for Goonsworm Federation, and they are only devoting 
10 billion or less a month to this thing at the same time that they're devoting 10 billion a month to it we were pumping out something like 60 billion a month uh to cover intelligence assets around the game we pay an inordinately large number of people to probe down wormholes that's what fury road is we use money that we have and we get and we give it back to members so that they go out and do shit for us like my logistics guys like you know the dudes that run around and put up all our towers and shit like that you know sometimes every once a quarter or something like that somebody gives them nice shit or gives them some plex or like at least makes a big speech and recognizes all the people that did stuff and gives away presents and like sprinkles dollar bills on them like a little air prince and shit and that's how we motivate people to do stuff fury road is effort it is 25 nerds in one irc channel that uh work in concert to constantly probe down wormholes Cheeb spends probably four or five hours a day of his time when he's not being our only good interdictor pilot doing nothing but probing wormholes what's funny is is that these are the kind of things that wormholers almost take as as just a fact of life and so really all it is is pl is operating like a wormhole group when it comes to like their scanning policies yeah yeah that's how exactly we function and we learned that from some people we picked up from wormholes like uh like we had taken in some uh some no holds guys that when they disintegrated or whatever and we had some other people that are just familiar with wormholes and we had them expand and develop a a program that of people that i mean just probe that's what they do and we pay them all right well we're coming up on two hours so um we'll just uh if you guys have any last questions you guys want to uh, throw at these guys or no, I think they've, uh, you know, it's been interesting. I mean, obviously with Vince, Vince is not somebody that people tend to hear from um, in a situation like this. So this has been, this has been enlightening to kind of uh, hear his point of view on things. Yeah, I think yeah, it, um, I think it's my question. Dave, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? So obviously you just said that, you know, it's not something I normally do. Um, like, do, do I come across as like, someone who's like just talking about my side of it or do I, do, I, do, I, do you take it as, you know, I just talk, talk about us win, win, win and, and the Imperium lose, 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 just out of interest. No, I mean, I, I think you come across, uh, you, know, you know, pretty balanced in that regard. I, I, I did. Look, I mean, there's always going to be an element of, uh, of uh, bias that everybody, everybody has. Um, but I think that I think that you have a long term perspective. I think that guys like you, Graf, I mean, you know, Graf is a is a more flamboyant talker, I think. Um, uh, flamboyant. Nice well, word for not, that. Maybe not flamboyant. Energetic. Aggressive personality. Let's put it that way. Um, but you both have, uh, you, know, you know, as do some others in this game, you know, you have a long term perspective, you know, a, a place that you can reach back to. What we are seeing now, it has happened before, and it will happen again, hopefully. Hopefully it will happen more often. Doesn't it seem like that's missing, though? Like, it seems like all the heat of this war, everybody's so happy. It's like it rained for the first time in five years. And then you listen to Vince, and, it's, and it is a long-term perspective, and it is balanced, and he respects on some level, you know, what's been accomplished on the other side instead of it's all bad. Well, it's bad for the game that when you have one one group of uh, well a group of entities all working together, sharing services, sharing comms, that all live in one place because 
you know, that it then isolates large parts of the other game. I mean, it's not, you know, Imperium and not the only guys that did that. Uh, we did it with N3. You've got the Russians that do it. You've got the guys that try and do it in catch before they get paired on a yearly basis by N2. Um, you know, it's just not good for the game, but Fozzysoft doesn't allow it. Like, it just doesn't work. Um, so, um, for me, the, this this was more not Fockoons or, you know, Fockinatini or anything like that. More of a case of, well, you know, if we can actually do this and, you know, knock the goons off the, the castle, uh, what will happen? What will the game look like? And that was a more important thing for me is to, if we do this, it's like, well, okay, well, it was the same graph, I'm, I'm sure you agree. When we when we did the NC thing, like that was like a task that we thought would never happen. Like, yeah, yeah. like there, there was no way. But when it happened, the game changed. For yeah, in a good way too, and I and I think in a really good way. Like, uh, I mean, like, have you looked at a soft map? It it looks amazing right now. The the very map yeah. looks fucking phenomenal. I there, it's all just little blobbles of color, and it's it's fan fucking tastic. The giant yellow tumor is finally receding and and it's never it but it it's gonna happen again man like it was atlas before it was nc before it was you know even the gbc before it was the the old fucking old old whatever iron d2 fucking group it like it's it's gonna happen again uh i suppose none of you in this channel will remember forces of evil then so i have a question for no no uh sorry hold on uh, i don't remember them what about them Okay, so a group called Forces of Evil uh, were an alliance that kind of held the north before, like, proper self was a thing, or co or actual coalitions were a thing, uh, or even alliances. It was when it was just corporations that were blue. That was one of the big alliances uh, in two thousand at the end of 2003. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's never been a time when players in EVE didn't congregate into the biggest herd of cattle no. humanly possible it works well yeah well well the the cattle flock to the to the victors so you know that that's kind of just it's the migration right so but my question for vince and grath there's there's something that's been kicked around quite a bit <clears throat> you guys uh earlier agreed that this is going to be a long war but my question is at what point is it, it does it stop being this war and just kind of start being the new universe like at what point does this war end in that narrative or we just is it just like a, a forever war against goons i'll let you answer that question first wait i was answering my door getting pizza <laughs> Oh. So, so right now we're in an active war, and we know that this war is going to take a long time. And one of the things okay, that okay, has yeah, been yeah, leveraged okay. is now like I was, so, uh, I was tangentially listening. Okay, so okay. when does it be, stop becoming the active war and start becoming the new normal? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. I would probably say when eh, the goons are going to have to leave Saren, and like, there's no way they can survive there as as they are right now. Uh, when that happens, I think that'll be pretty much war over. Whatever happens after that will be a different period of time but as long as goons stay where they are they're gonna they're, uh, like every available metric shows an unsustainable bleed uh you're bleeding money members assets uh super capital assets regular capital assets everything morale like fucking is in a dumpster 
and I don't have to make it up. The chat logs are readily available from their own members constantly bitching. So, all, of, all of which is to be expected, though, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys are... And certainly not something that's it's unrecoverable like, from. Right. It's not, but you can't stay where you are. You are under too much fire right now, and it's it's too concentrated. It's too much fire. You have to get out and regroup, and you're not. For some reason, you're just sitting there hoping that things will change, and that's not going to be the case. Sorry. Well, I think we're it sounds improved the Detroit location that we're being honest. Like, I, I think it's super important. Like, somebody's not, you guys are not, I mean, I don't know what the fuck. Do you think a, a guy in red and blue tights is going to swoop down and fucking save you at this point? I, I just don't get what the fuck you're waiting for because the shit is I not getting no better. I have no idea what's in worse. the roadmap that's coming. D doesn't yeah. it seem, though, that, that they're still actually getting to their, like, rendezvous point? Like, they haven't ever gotten there because of, you know, CO2 kind of blocked the path for some of them because they switched over. Like, doesn't it seem like they're still trying to get even organized to figure out how to not counterattack, but maybe try to make it misery? Like, PL yeah, was very good at... playing cocks up right now. Like, if you read their leadership channels and, and the, the FC channels, like, during the Dread Bomb, after the Dread Bomb, like, that went according to their plan. When he wanted to try and get the Dreads on that hill, or that thing, he asked for one squad of Dreads, and according to them, one squad went. That's perfect. That's what they asked for. Uh, that went as well as they could have expected it to go. Uh, and it still went terribly. The numbers are just too far down. There's, they were, they were outnumbered when it started for the first time in God knows how long a goon had to fight outnumbered. Uh, this whole, we always fight outnumbered shit. They can kiss my ass. I don't, I don't, we're not buying it. Uh, they, 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 they said that. Oh, yeah. I yeah I've yeah. never heard a goon claim that they always fight. Oh man. Come on, it's in some of these fireside chats, man. I I heard it. It come right out of his fucking mouth. You're a but bunch of dirty blobbers. <laughs> yeah, it's. I fine. have like, heard that. Yeah. No, no, you yeah. guys really are. You're a bunch of dirty blobbers. <laughs> so, not only are you were you outnumbered when it started, now you are massively outnumbered because your numbers just keep depleting. There isn't a spot where this turns around and starts getting better for you because every day. Everybody gets a little more fucking smug and waiting for the one smug failure to try and bring you back after four months of getting beat with a hammer is just, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. This has never worked for anybody. I don't know what the fuck makes you think you're all so goddamn special. And then, and then agreeing that your allies, your very dear allies, can leave with Blue standing and go elsewhere, but then ping for the next fucking 24 hours. Hey, your alliance is leaving, but come join Goon's form, like that's going to get you lots of respect. Oh, they're actually. All those yeah. dudes that left are like, actually got a big middle finger on their shirt and they just walk. It's like a bee and a middle finger, like fuck bees. They're all walking around like that because they got treated like assholes. Oddly enough, Bastion's face is still whole, though. That's starting to fucking disturb me, Dirk. I, don't know I, I knew that Bastion was going to be the one to hold out. I called it three shows ago. It well, really the last Bernie Bastion. We ended Bernie. I <laughs> Malgamation been dead shit. The whole <laughs> I, I'm not in the leadership of anything related to Bastion or or, or the Imperium. Right? I, I'm basically a friggin' line pilot at the, you know at this point, and 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 have been that for for well ever ever since I was in the Imperium, in one form or another. Anyways, um, I'm still trying to understand how the allies of of goons were supposedly treated like shit because. I mean, from a financial standpoint, from a from an amount of space that each one of those alliances held, um, I I don't know how they were so so treated like. So you're shit. saying it's okay 
if I take you out to dinner, buy you lots of shit, treat you like make, let, let you live in a nice big house, but when you're not around, I call you a gutter slut to all my buddies and tell dirty, trashy stories about you. Have you read these chat logs? They talk like shit. They talk like you people. Like, oh, yeah, I know. But you people are serfs. Like, they are actual, they think there's some kind of nerd royalty. There, got a what? question. Um, so, based off what you just said, um, my, my question is this. So, every alliance within the Imperium pays a tax. Who do they pay the tax to? I assume upwards. <laughs> upwards to who? I, I assume it goes somewhere toward. Well, you know what? I don't know. I be, because the, I don't know that. I don't know that. The, the answer to your question is Goon's form. My okay. second question. Okay. My second question for you is, uh, who taxes Goon's form? Who what? Who taxes Goon's form? So, if you're not treated as, as different to them, who, if you're get if your alliance gets at, at whatever percentage it is, whether it be one percent, twenty-five, or fifty, if if you're an equal, who taxes goons for? I don't uh, think that there's any delusion that they're equals. Like, yeah, but is that anything different with any other with any other long-term coalition that has ever existed in this game? There is always there is always the center that that. There is always the strong dog in any in any of these things. Let me tell you something. Waffles, right? Snigwaff, yeah? Is an independent entity. They came to me the other day and asked if they could modify the way things go. Waffles generally don't use capital ships and stuff like that, don't have supers. They are supposed to learn subcat PvP and stuff like that. They want to change that. They want to start using dreads and carriers and shit more, and they asked me if that was cool. And I was like, well, I can try and get you some fucking money or something like that, and we can see if that can be a thing, right? They had, they're like, no, we have $200 billion in the Alliance wallet. We have 50-some-odd uh, corp dreads already or some shit like that. I didn't know they had that shit. I didn't, I, like... They do what they do. Their money is their money. Same thing with Horde. Like, Horde does what Horde does. Their money is their money. Like, we're all friends, and we all hang out. We all laugh and joke on the same fucking comms, but they run their shit all over the fucking place. They, they run their stuff. Like, okay. Waffles asking me permission to do a thing is mostly because they're a school for my corp. But, like, Reza knows Reza runs Waffles. I don't give a fuck what he does with that thing as long as he doesn't disband it. So about like the whole goons and and whether or not they're fair thing, like I gotta go back to the the piece that I wrote before and the culture of goons, right? So these are a group of people that at least the core central of them do not see themselves as even line players. They see themselves as aliens in this in this universe in order to mess with the people who play there. And so your the the valued allies, you know, you're not their family, right? Like Bastion is not kin with Goonswarm. And I don't think that there's any illusion that they are They're friends because as it turns out, you know, this buddy is a big nasty dude. And so when you hang out with him, you don't have to deal with any other big nasty dudes because your big nasty dude takes care of him. But there's no delusion that you guys are like blood or something like the Goonswarm will take care of themselves first. And that is what we're seeing. So like the the the, the, the goons won't be. I don't know. I guess I've just never noticed it uh, being any different out there in any of the other places I've been. You know, look, especially from a line pilot's perspective, 
Okay, align pilots per second. They don't see that tax stuff. They're looking at things like SRP. They're looking at do they have space to do what it is they want to do? Mine, rat, not do anything, fight in one way or another. Um, you know, there may be stuff going on at higher levels, but the fact is, is that you're looking at a coalition that uh, built a society and wanted to hold space, right? And wanted to have a place for its pilots to do things. The shit that's going on behind the scenes, talking chat logs and things like that, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the average player of this game actually sees it to that extent. There's 740 comments uh, last time I checked, or 704, one of those two numbers, uh, on the the edition number five of the league chat logs. So a, a decent-sized portion of the player base is now starting to see it. Uh, yeah, but where are they going to go that they're not going to see Do you understand, that? like... Do you know how they were talking about Vince was in Bob and, and fought with Bob? When Bob fell, the goons circulated all of the chat logs that they could get from Band of Brothers that had shit in it like this. All of the things they did dirty to try and, like, undermine their allies and shit like that. They put it all right out on the fucking street. They made fun of them for it all. They called them all out on it, and it's all right there in the chat logs. They're doing the exact same dirty fucking shit. They made fun of the people that they fucking hated the most in the goddamn game for the longest fucking time. They are doing exactly what those people did to their same friends. It is it is the the fucking the the most hip, hypocritical fucking thing you could possibly imagine they rode that horse into the fucking ground when bob fell because bob used to do that they'd sift the town off the fucking top and churn their fucking allies real bad and they were all weak and shitty because of it well, goons that, have done the same fucking thing you know, we, uh, we don't have anyone from actual goon swarm to like you know uh, counter these arguments and stuff uh, Dirk I, is from I, the I, I spent 60 days in goon swarm fuck them i can talk to I them spent too 60 they, they they were <laughs> Was that a probationary thing? Yeah, it was. It well, was Vile, Vile invited me in. I stayed for sixty days. They drove me fucking nuts. I went back home. Hold on, I, uh, like, just a second. I want to ask you this question because you were a friend. Of, I guess you knew Vile Rat. Um, you have Lex, who's put out like he named his pod Vile Rat, and then he they named a station the Benghazi Consulate. Like, uh, and this is one of the stations that used to belong to Goon Swarm. What do you get think about those kinds of actions? Hold you know, on, some guy in there is telling me like, wait, fuck him. So there's some guy in your thing that says, I can get any ship I want from my corp or alliance. I don't take anything from my fucking corp. I don't take anything from my alliance. Not a single fucking dime. I make my own fucking money. Every dime my corp or alliance makes is for my corp members. That's it. I don't take any of it. My directors don't take any fucking money. I don't take any fucking money. Once you become a director in my motherfucking corp, you're pretty much a goddamn monk. You don't scam. You don't take money from the fucking corp. You don't do fucking shit. You make it all on your fucking own, and everything else goes for the members of my fucking corp. So suck my fucking dick. <laughs> okay. So, so to take on Matterall's question... <laughs> no. Um, what was so, Matterall's question again? Uh, well, what about, you have, like, uh, tissue, Lex. Yeah, look at this. This is uh, If you look in the screen there, at the top left corner is... Uh, uh, I guess uh, WTAC4 is called the Benghazi Consulate. Right. So what I would say is, um, obviously, it's it's a horrible thing to do, right? Like, I mean, uh, Vile Rat, for everything it was, did a lot of good for the game. He was a CSM guy. He was a politician. He 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 also, in real life, served for, you know, in a very dangerous situation and unfortunately had to give his life for it. Now, 
that being said, it's a really complicated issue because you're talking about goon swarm. You're literally talking about the people who have made it a point to have no bolt holes barred, to always be pushing the limit of what is acceptable. So, and, but my, and and it just it, I hear you, but that's being held over them, and, and it has for a long time, and that's you know, legitimate still what you're saying. Doing it? No, that's but are they? Because no, I don't they think are. they totally are. Like they're not doing it at the same degree. But when y- you cannot, in one hand, be like. Oh, I'm lamenting our dead friend, and on the other hand, be harassing streamers about their their dead grandfather. I am more than willing to say that that's an that 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 streamers need to harden harden the fuck up too. But here's the thing: you only get to have one of those two positions be the official goonswarm position. You're either the kind of guys that go and do that, or you're the kind of guys that respect the fallen. One of the two. You don't get to be both that's, at that's the a- same time. That's more than a fair point. You're right. But I was wondering if like the culture of some of the people who defected from Goon Swarm over the past years, not this year, not now, but even before, uh, actually a lot of them went to PL. Don't you have a lot of uh, ex-Goon Swarm people in sure, PL? we do. We actually, and one of them, I won't mention his name, but he played a really bad joke on another member after the passing of his father. And I think actually one of the things he regrets most about his time in our alliance, like he can't. Really get away that. from that thing he did uh, because he really likes being here. Like he's always, he's done a really good job of fitting in and, and changing over. And he did that one thing a long time ago, and it's just a something he can't really get. And I, and, and it's it's a shame because, like I said, sometimes they can be their humor is still old goony, uh, and it can be a little harsh or rough. But for the most part, they're all really good fucking people. Yeah. It, it, I just, it, it I just think it's a, it's a very lax thing to do. They, they have their own culture and their alliance, as do goons. And I have a lot of respect for Vala when he was about and for the job that he did. Um, so um, I don't think it's a, a cool thing um, to do that. Um, but, you know, that's what, that's, that's the, those guys, that, that, if that's what, they want to do that's what they want to do. If, I mean, Grass talked earlier about um, when Bob folded and Lady Scarlet got tortured for literally two years with every dreadful name and her, her photo dragged through into that spaceship with all sorts put on it. Uh, what is the difference? It is. I mean, it's a it's a very difficult issue. Yeah. You know, depending on the side that people are on, they're going to see things um, in 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 maybe completely different ways, right? Um, there's this whole thing of of maybe a lot of this stuff we should all condemn, but because we don't and we accept it from some people and tolerate it from others, but then condemn another side for it, that nobody has a leg to stand on in this game. No. I, I... I, I don't think that, that it's good, and I'm actually going to go. I'm going to going to pick my pick my mobile up next to me with Discord, and I'm calling the cops up while whilst we're on, whilst we're on here for doing that. Well, that's my my contention was that this game, I mean, this game, this war, is really interesting because it's crossing all sorts of weird things, and it's kind of like a political circle. You get too far in one direction, you actually start meeting the enemy and being more like them. And so you have like, it seems like it's more of a war of the toxic uh, kind of community against the group that's more trying to clean it up and be more mature about it. Like, it seems like 
there's toxicity on both sides of one group, and there's kind of mature people on both sides of the same groups. Yeah, I agree. And and I think that that's actually um, a big thing, which is that the Imperium has, uh, and you and I actually talked about this before, just not on a, on a, on a stream or anything, but you know, there's this uh -oh. really big cognitive dissonance within the Imperium, right? Because they they were born from this force of chaos. This this we're we're here to destroy your game. You know, the the, the goons mentality who literally just kind of roam between games. In, but in let me let me stop you right there because the person who said that is very celebrated right now by the opposition of goons. Yeah, that's true. He's a but... hero right now. Well, but what I'm saying, I, I'm uh, that specific expression is merely a, an, a manifestation of that of that culture. And like I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that that culture doesn't exist outside of goons. What I'm saying is, is that the Imperium has at its core this ideology that was the force behind their military might that caused them to become comfortable. So now you have this group of people that basically want destruction, want disorder, want chaos, want war, and it's surrounded by this group of people that want to mine, rat, isk, do spreadsheets, have POS, uh, POS empires, and you know control the universe. And I think that those, like at least with Bob, they all kind of had the understanding of where they were going when they were forming. At least that's what it seems like as being an observer from the past. I, I feel like in the Imperium is is like warring with itself for its own identity as the goon swarms. You know, and we see it in the form of like the true bees or the true whatever, and the, you know, whatever. That's Organizations do that, though. I mean, it, and it's I would almost think that we would all understand it to be a natural evolution. Right. I mean, well, I would say that it's a consequence of attempting to be an empire, right? Like, as, as I said earlier, you know, as you grow, there are certain concessions that must be made. And as the system becomes more and more complex, they eventually have to look relatively similar to each other because the same problems have to be solved. I don't know, you know, I, I think a lot of um, being bad, somehow being bad people... Um, gets laid off a on the Imperium as a whole, very specifically more towards towards goons, as though as though it's not um, um, ubiquitous throughout Eve, especially Eve's history. I mean, a few years ago, we're never even remotely having a conversation like this. There has been a change in the mindset of the player base of Eve. Um, towards a lot of these things, you, whether it be bullying, whether it be what words you use. My God, if you say if you say rape cage nowadays, there's an entire group of people out there that will just just come out against you. I wish you fucking would, motherfuckers. Let, let's remember. <laughs> let's remember that Erotica One was originally defended by a yes. fairly vocal section of our community. Absolutely. Well. I mean, again, there is an evolution that's going on here. I don't believe that it is specific to goons. I do not believe that it is specific to the Imperium. It's within the game itself. And maybe we end up in a better place. But in the meantime, there's going to be this you know, push-pull that's going on out there. Because there was once a time in this game when Harden the Fuck Up was the mantra from the it's developer. It's not just the game. It's the world. You know it's sad that if Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor tried to do stand-up nowadays... They'd be booed off a stage by a bunch of progressive butt-blasted ass clowns that I, 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 I just want 
I, I need the virus to come to sweep them all the fuck away. I can't <laughs> That's what I, think. Fucking more. I, mean, I think we're going to get hit by a massive virus. That's the catastrophe. Anyways, well, I, maybe we can be better about some of these things, right? You know, I, you know, I think that there is a group, you know, I think that there's you know, maybe a lot of us who don't want to lose that kind of a little bit of a dirty edge in this game um, because then maybe something else falls apart, you know, because of it. But we do have to maybe think about some of the things that we say. Believe me. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah. But... Speaking from experience, because look, I know it's not right. I know that this game has. I don't talk the way I do in this you know game in real life. But it's because I do, I do look at it as being kind of a dirty, grimy place of war, and let's you know, God, let's have a little bit of animosity. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I kind of talk this way everywhere, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Like you seem very comfortable with what you say and stuff, and that's. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so weird that people can. I was saying earlier, for like they can let that pass because they know you own your words and they know your intent isn't malicious unless I, it's directed. Shockingly, I work with homeowners on a general daily basis, like strangers that let me into their house, and nine out of ten times, I I mean, I I generally talk just like I do now and. We, we get, like, by the end of the day or the end of the week when we leave their house, they love us to death. They're laughing and shit's great. Like, ladies make me food and shit like that. Like, the, the number of homeowners that try and fucking feed us is astonishing. Uh, like, this lady today, we had to go into her house first thing in the morning and knock out her bathroom and stuff like that. By the end, of, like, it's just me and two other guys. And by the end of the day, swearing and cussing, Dave cut it. My, uh, my buddy Dave almost cut his damn finger off, like... He's bleeding so bad all over this lady's house, but they, they love us. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't understand. They really like you if they let you bleed all over their house. Cause yeah, it's good. That stuff doesn't come out. Fucking dog with the back legs don't work. This dog drags itself across the floor, licking Dave's blood as he's going along, dripping across oh the house. Oh, my God. This gruesome thing. That's so good. <laughs> one, one thing I do want to say, Matt Earl, and, it, and it's kind of on a different a different topic. One of the things since Talking in Stations has come out, right, is that is that... I think that we've probably had more guests on. I know we had Scion on at one point. We, we probably had more guests on from around the way. I mean, this is the Matani.com, and it is supposed to be a apparently the most biased network, you know, in in, in Eve. Uh, whatever. It wasn't always that way. I worked here. I, when he first started it, the idea was good. It was to be better than Eve News sure. 24. Well, to I... bring a level of, of, of journalism to the game that didn't exist because Eve News 24 just was like fucking jerry springer they just made shit up and plastered on a and the existence of tmc made en24 become a better publication uh they had to they couldn't just smear whatever shit they wanted on the wall and hope for the best they had to actually try stuff out like and actually try and be good at their job because in the beginning like i they i never got paid by tmc i wrote i think 14 articles or something like that i and all of them i like them all i i'm proud of everything that i put on that fucking site and do you want to come back that. we need what? writers do you want to come back dude they no. paid me for every one of them <laughs> they must not like you I, I never asked. I mean, like, I knew that I saw, I read the forums, the fucking thing where it's like, hey, you can get paid, but I never asked for it. It was just a matter of rubbing Riverini's fucking face into the goddamn dirt because of his shit rag publication that nobody should have to read. So, and well, it's on. moved away from well, that. Well, hold I want to reinforce that. I just want to, I just want to complete my thought on, on what it was I was saying. Okay. One of the things that we have really tried to do. Okay. I mean, even on open comms, we've got like Elise and you and Manny, and we've got people from the other side on there quite, you know, quite, quite a bit. Right. Um, 
look, we're not trying to recreate the meta show, right? That's his, that's his thing. We're trying to bring, you know, some sort of balance in terms of the guests that are out there. But I, you know, I'm not a big fan of pitting two people against each other in a debate format on the air, because I think what you just end up having is blustering from, from both sides. But I think after tonight's episode, we, we may need to actually bring in the point of view um, um, from the goon side. I don't want any, you know, total... Boy, you did great. No, no, no. No, no. But, uh, look, you've got guys here that head up their groups out there, right? I don't head yeah. up this freaking group, okay? And I believe that I am kind of, like, actually balanced in this kind of shit because, you know, I don't sit there and spout propaganda. But maybe what we need is somebody who do, who does have the facts. So I want to reach out to Laz or I want to reach out to one of these people to come on and at least give some sort of, you know, rebuttal answer to a lot of this because... It is easy when you're on the front foot and the enemy's on the back foot to talk a little bit. This isn't necessarily the way Graf talked after the Battle of VTAC R, right? I mean, things were a little bit different back then. So maybe what we need is, is in an effort to be fair and balanced, to you know make sure that we well, do bring on somebody that yeah. has that point of view. Laz has been invited, and maybe that'll be the next show, and so we can kind of get like that point of view. But the um, yeah. I think these it's been kind of... Uh, Vince has been pretty fair, and we haven't really been. Well, maybe the thing about like where does the money go inside of uh, Goon Swarm, and like nobody able to really say because nobody knows where those coffers are. Well, I mean, I, 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 I just don't want listeners. Everybody, everybody, stop. Let Vince, let Vince answer that. There you go. The the answer I was looking for was SRP, but you didn't give me it, so I just carry on. All right. So um, I was going to say that we had Scion on. Uh, a few weeks back and that's the last major kind of imperial leadership that we've had and and actually somebody just earlier mentioned to me you know we've had now two major events where we had fcs or commanders from the money badger side and we haven't had any in a while from the from the uh, imperium side so that that is uh, they're all, they're invited concern. every show they're invited every yeah, show i think they're busy yeah, that they're that fault, being said though, right that being said, it is fan fest, so uh, you know a lot of people are not available for conversations. And and thank you to Vince for for connecting through an iPad. I I just don't want the listeners, the viewers of the show, right, to think that um, somehow the other side is getting short shrift. That that basically you know we're bringing on heavy hitters from you know around the way. They're getting to say what it is they want to say and 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 have I've it go on air openly and publicly on Twitter to discuss it. With him, I actually have met the guy in real life. We hung out like multiple yeah. times. We, we had, you know, it was, it seemed like a normal human relationship. At the, like I feel like we should be able to talk like two normal ass men. Uh, I hit his vape in a hotel room. It had so many <laughs> fucking people in it that it was like ten thousand goddamn degrees, and everybody was sweating like in that cave scene and fucking Matrix and shit <laughs> where they're all dancing. Yeah, that was it was so gruesome in that room. Like, wall to wall nerd. <laughs> I but stayed so, out of I there. Like, I feel like we should be able to talk, and it's not like the offer hasn't been made. That is at least a small part of the problem with the way that the Imperium approached this entire fight. They tried some weird, like, media blackout where they refused to engage in public discourse about what was going on, and I think that was probably one of the worst mistakes they could have made. They had well, zero inflection on the narrative. Oh, I, publicly, well, I mean, come on! Between the you know between you know the Matani speeches and and uh, the fireside chats that were being publicly broadcast, right? That anybody could listen to and be making comments on during the middle of. Um, 
I think that they were putting out the narrative that that, that they want to put out. Whether or but, not they're going to yeah. get on stage and have a Donald Trump debate, you know, is a different story. Uh, they've always done that before, though. Before, like on Kugu, they would post constantly. Uh, Goodman was an old forum; it's not yeah. around anymore. Uh, we all used to post on it. Everybody was happy. Lots of upvotes, downvotes, all that dumb shit like that. Uh, there was a really cool period of time where all the goons had picked these Muppets. And the two dudes that picked the two old guys would always post right after each other within fucking seconds. It was amazing the way they got it to work like that. Fuck. Uh, it was so cool. I always remember one particular guy. He was Animal for the longest time. And one of my... Uh, Lord, what's his fucking name? Uh, I can't remember his fucking name, but he was always Kermit the Frog. And that's how I always remembered him from that forum. But we always used to talk. There was public discussion. They would post. We would post. They would post. Like you know, uh, There would be a, a public back and forth that you know, engage the larger player base and they completely abandoned that this time. Well, to, to answer all this, uh, Dirk, you know, we'll definitely have a mixture of guests. As long as cooler heads prevail, I'm not interested in like you are Jerry Springer or people ramping each other up or that sort of thing. It's uh, if it can be discussed because I think this game is interesting enough that you don't need all that toxicity in it. Well, just, and that's why, you know, when you've said before, should we have this guy and this guy on? I'm like, at the same time, I don't think that you're going to get the answers out of that that you're looking for. Um, yes, there will probably be seven or eight hundred people here watching it, but I don't think anybody's going to walk away thinking that their guy, you know, somehow lied. Yeah, I'd rather have half that number and have, you know, Vince calmly explaining what NC's about. That's much yeah. more, that's more, that's longer lasting to me. Like, people will reference that a year from now. Really? I got Vince calling Matani motherfucker within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> the, yeah, that's true. The bottom, line is, the bottom line is, is that if you feel that you can intelligently con converse about the other side, the Imperium side of this matter, please contact Matterall at Matterall373 on Twitter or basically just sending any message to Or just DMC. reach out to him and, you know, you're... Um, you're TMC Slack. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna get DDoSed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we we took this about 40 minutes longer than we should have, um, but that's great because uh, we had um, great we guests. Had, well, It'd be yeah, hard to get Vince again. After us. We had an open slot after us tonight. That's Next why. Week we will not have. Yes. So we we took advantage of that and stuff. Or Vince, is it sunrise over there yet? No, but the sun's fucking bad on a window. I just be getting there. All right, well, if you guys want, we can go uh, 20 more minutes if you want. But if you guys are done and tired, that's totally fine as well. I'm on like my fifth beer. I don't care where we go. There's just going to be more swearing now, and the people in the background <laughs> are going to start yelling louder. All right, well, we still have a big crowd, so let's uh, let's go over another 20 minutes. I, I X up if you guys want us to continue. Okay, uh, <laughs> you're going to go? Yeah, can... I, have to be the, I have to be the not fun person. That's okay. Can you leave your, okay. cam oh, no, camera your camera on? Frozen. Yeah, I can, I can leave my camera on. All right. Or just shut, we could just, you can just, just watch shut your, your room. camera off but not hang up. Yeah, because... That would still move everybody. It's all right. I'm uh, looking. <laughs> okay, no, so got a lot of X's. Got a lot of X's from people who are saying continue, continue. So we'll go 20 more minutes and then we'll call it quits. But thank you very much for going uh, a little bit further. I mean, I'll be honest. On, on, the, shows, on the shows that... I'm, I'm a part of, whether it be open comms or whether it be here, um, or even when I do wiggles, right? I enjoy hearing from the people that I don't get to hear from all the time. And for me, that's, that's guys from the other side, right? I mean, I, I, I can sit in on these things. I can go and read the forums. I can hear the stuff from within my own organization. I want to hear it from the other people. Well, I would tell you, but it's OPSEC. 
No, no, I, I don't mean that, right? Um, I really like hearing the points of view from around the way, right? Um, um, I, you know, I'm not somebody who, you know, tries to buy into, you know, Kool-Aid or propaganda from any of them, right? I mean, you, you, you try and find what the what the kernels of truth are in every, you know, in in everything. And I'm hoping that that's what the... There shouldn't what the, be kernels. What the viewers... Well, that's... Look, I, if you're going to tell me... Okay. I don't bullshit you, Dirk. I come on and I tell you exactly, <laughs> exactly it. Like, I do not fuck around at all. Like, I sometimes even blab OPSEC shit that I probably shouldn't even fucking talk about. I do not fucking sugarcoat shit in any way, shape, or form. Which is for why anybody. you're always fuck invited. Them. Because but you like, are a like, straight shooter like that, right? Like, that's how they should... Like, that's my biggest fucking problem with what's going on right now. There is zero truth coming from the leadership of your fucking friends and people. They're just... I... I, I Ah! I, it just makes me want to just fucking... I don't even fucking know, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Did you sense just pull a Howard Dean yell there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, it's fuck. It's it's silly that... You, like, you shouldn't have to search for a kernel of truth. And that, and they used to be that. that, that that's my one of my biggest problems. I think, the it, I think in times like this, there's an incredible amount of propaganda out there to on do both a lot sides, of damage. though, right? I mean, there's an incredible amount of propaganda out there just from all over, right? Not necessarily from you. I'm not, not saying you me to get this mad and drunk while I have a glass <laughs> desk now. But see, oh, I'm yeah, the sober one tonight, Graf. Don't, don't break anything, Graf. Yeah, I, I'm actually totally paranoid about it, right? Because I have a habit of banging my fist on the desk, and I got this sweet new wraparound giant glass thing, and I'm fucking petrified of my own desk now. I know this is coming <laughs> apart. I'm going to have a pile of computer parts in my lap and glass shards all over the place. It's great. Well, it's it's interesting, and I don't know if it's just because of the war, but it seems like the rhetoric is heated up pretty high right now. And I, I'm really ashamed. Um, I'm not a, a part of Goon Swarm at all. I'm part of TMC, and it's, I treat it as a very professional division. It's easy for me to do. So you're like uh, almost a, like an adopted goon in a way. Uh, no, I don't. I like I didn't even have access to their form anything of theirs uh, until recently, so I could see what you know what announcements were coming out of there, but. I'm ashamed to see that they have to deal with some of the stuff that was put out there on, you know, about real life, uh, grandfather, whatever. It's just that kind of joking is it. I think people are trying to be funny, but they don't realize that that's not funny to some people. And it happens on both sides. As you saw, like Lex, you know, uh, he did the same thing and it was kind of a cruel way. Uh, I don't know if the war is what brings that kind of generation out and stuff like that, but it seems like a lot of the... Yeah. It's always out there. It just gets ramped up at times like this. Turns out if you put a microphone in a room full of 100 people, at least 10 of them turn out to be absolute assholes. So, uh, just I think thing. that's probably that's probably true. Well, has it always been this bad, Vince? Like, uh, you know, when, when Bob was going around the place uh, knocking everybody out? What do you mean? People putting shit like that on the internet? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was made worse, though, by Goons in 2006. They seem to ramp it up because they brought that culture in in a, a pretty did, inflammatory yeah. way. So they're, they're, they're the ones that, you know, as a like a 12-year-old, they started it. So in some way, and I wrote this in an article as well, they're getting a lot of what they dished out early on. Correct. Yeah. But what was interesting to me then, because that would be an easy narrative, right? Like goons started this and they get it back and that's total justice. But it seems like a lot of the ones that were in charge at the time broke off and are getting cheered by the people who are dishing it back.
And that's what was confusing to me about like, wow, this war is really hard to explain because like I said, it doesn't seem like it's an easy clear cut narrative about who's good and who's bad. It seems like there's a bit of both on both sides. And that's not to like water it down. It just, uh, it's, I thought it was really interesting that goons are really popular, but Imperium is really unpopular. Oh shit, I just saw the thing that Lex did. That's fucked up, Lex. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, that's what I just said, Graf. I just fucking gave him shit on in the drink discussion. SoundCloud What that. the fuck? You know, that, the guy that, like, you're gonna be, like, that's gonna fucking follow you for years. The thing that I talked about, the guy that was ashamed about MPL, he did something really similar to that. And that's, you're, you're fucking stuck with that, you stupid motherfucker. You get to have that forever. Merry Christmas. I can't believe you did that. Come on, Lex. But the difference, the difference is, is that the blame. You're better than that. He's better than that. You're, I, I've, I've spoken to you. You're a, a fucking. You're a, you're a bigger person than that. You should fucking actually apologize somewhere that someone can see, and not to me or not to anybody that plays Eve. But you owe an apology to uh to a mother that lost a son, and you should be ashamed of your fucking self. I don't like dead air, but it's hard to say anything after that. Yeah, really. I know. That's <laughs> Sometimes like, you just gotta shut up. Yeah, like where do we go? I don't know. That just shows exactly what you've just been talking about. Like, I could be mistaken because there's, there's bear dogs out my window, but um, like, you kind of just branded us with the same stick that we we would think that was okay when neither of us do. Exactly, because a division really isn't between uh, the money badgers, as they're called. And the Imperium, as much as it seems to be to me, the real war is happening between the people who are mature fighting this war and the people who are immature fighting the war. I tell you what, Lex, you, you didn't. If you didn't make that, if those aren't your characters, uh, you should probably apologize publicly for the tweet. But you should find the dude that, that made the characters and and do something like that's completely unacceptable. But um. Yeah, so anyway, uh, it, it turns out that, I forget the corp that he's in, I should know this, it's Adversity, is that right? Yeah, Adversity, Lex is head of Adversity, who's the main group in Tissue, I believe. Well, Adversity was in NC Dot for a little while, but that was the, uh, I think Vince came down on the forum stuff, and then later they, they kind of moved out, because it wasn't a cultural fit. Lex is a good doo-doo, I, I, I hope he just, like, this is... He's, he's normally a good person, man. I just don't see this. Yeah. I'm sure he has his side of the he story. He wants there, to come on your show right now. Yeah, there, are people, there are people who want to, uh, uh, to, like, I don't want it to become about that. I think that's just an example of many things. Lex has all of Reddit, and he'll be able to defend himself in that way. And I will give him time if he wants to come on the next show and stuff. But we're, we're wrapping up, well, and I don't want to end on this note. So we're not going to have anybody come on. Okay. Let's end. You know, you know, let's go to a more generalized thing of this, okay? You know, it's like I said before. I, look, it's not like we didn't have Kugu and things like that back in the day, right? It feels like the propaganda. It feels like the shit posting and shit talking, which always existed, but was probably more localized at the time. It's just out there more in the public now. And it feels like with every year, it just gets ramped up and ramped up because people are trying to outdo what came before.
it's generally what happens is there's always the next generation of something. Like you had, uh, you know, let's go back to the 80s rap music. You had Run DMC. And then you had Public Enemy. And then you had, what came after Public Enemy? I don't know, maybe Wu-Tang. I, I actually didn't listen to rap. But the, the point is there always seemed to be a harder edge to uh, a group that come out. Like you make a little bit of ground, the next generation's a lot harder. Well, there was. I mean, yeah, I mean, you had the whole gangster rap, you know, era and whatnot, where it was just all about killing and everything. Oh, I got and it. It's, and then it became all about hoes, and then yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. What is it? NWA. NWA came after. Yeah. yeah. So it always seemed, seemed to get harder, getting more real, that sort of thing. And that seems to be like the same incentive to like I got to distinguish myself from this generation by sticking out a little further and stuff. And that I think that's natural. I don't think that's unnatural. And the game. The game really doesn't have any parent, so it has to rein itself in, and that doesn't happen because the people who start to say, hey, rein that in, have to be Vince or have to be Graf to be listened to. Otherwise, they get drummed out. You know, right. you get chased out of the place, basically. And that's exactly what happened, like I said, and in Nelly. And, and even when they, even when, you know, I want to say kind of thought leaders out there do say it, it doesn't matter because there's really not a lot of repercussion that can occur to to these anonymous people behind the keyboard right i mean sometimes you know who they are and could if you wanted to i guess target them somehow verbally but by and large jesus again it's the internet go to go to any you know news forum out there. look at the comments that are in the comments section should we expect that it's going to be different here yeah, well, everybody talks about how beautiful the Eve community is. Well, that's part of the Eve community. That's a reality. It is part of the Eve community. I have to say, Grath, you almost made me quit the game. Uh, PL did because oh. you guys... <laughs> is he okay? You didn't break the glass, yeah, did you? <laughs> Don't break the glass, man. But um, you guys uh, spoiled uh, Jon Snow for me. I was so mad. Do you know that I don't go to Dotland so that I can't see my own station names because <laughs> I don't want that shit spoiled? Because I didn't read those fucking books. I don't know where I was at or what I was doing when they came out, but yeah. I didn't fucking read them, so I don't know what's going on. And open up Dotland, and yeah, I saw it too. I was like, and it kept going, and he didn't, and I was like, well, maybe he'll live. Maybe he <laughs> yeah, and they're just fucking with my emotions right now. And then he died, and I wanted Agmar to get hit by a truck. <laughs> And by the way, I was not encouraging doxing. When I say know who they are, meaning that somewhere along the line here, somebody's associated with, with one of these individuals. They know them as being somebody's alt and can go to them and go, dude, knock that shit off. Well, not, actually, not freaking doxing who they are in real life. Jesus Christ. Nobody thinks you're doxing. They're kidding you. They're just trying to get you to. I know. But they... Uh... That's exactly be, what happened. Just to be clear, because I don't believe in that bullshit. Of course. The, I think that's exactly what you described is exactly what happened. I think Vince actually wrote Lex. He didn't say he was going to do it. He didn't grandstand about it or whatever. Uh, he just wrote him a quick note. I think Grath would have done the same thing. But it was really nice to have Grath's reaction, because I really think that puts it in perspective. Like, these guys don't put up with that kind of stuff. Uh, and, they, and this is the point. The point is leadership. Leadership has to set a tone. And to some degree, Matani has set a tone that is pretty, it's a pretty strong and edgy tone. And that's the way he motivates his guys, but that's the reaction he's going to get from that kind of stuff. And I think like, you know, really that's why leadership is, has to be held accountable because 
Uh, nobody can stop this except leadership because everybody else uh, actually gets pushed aside by these mobs, that sort of thing. That's why, actually, I'm very happy to be an NC because a lot of the stuff doesn't happen there. I mean, it happens, sure, of course, but it just seems like the tone uh, is a lot more buttoned up than, than would be allowed in other places. I actually feel sorry for people who are in corporations that they can't tolerate, but they're in there for safety of their capital ship or whatever because there's only a few groups you can live with that'll let you in. I have a, the way, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of free speech. I don't know if you noticed. I like people to be able to say whatever the fuck they feel like saying, uh, but you have to live with what you say. So uh, the way I've addressed it is you can say whatever you want, if what you want to say is fucking stupid, I'm going to shame you for your stupidity uh, over and over again until you stop saying dumb shit. And I mean, maybe that's wrong, but I really don't give a fuck. That's, that's, I, I think that's the proper way to run the world. <laughs> you can all pretty much get in fucking line or get the fuck out. I, 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 don't, I don't know any other way to address it. You won't change it in any other way. If that environment exists, uh, you have to, you have to be the movement. Uh, or it will stay that way forever. Like it's just never gonna. There, and there's different ways you can you can go about it. Like I grew up in an area where, in Maryland, was the you know the Mason Dixon line, and like there are parts of Southern Maryland where you would think you were in deep South Alabama. They're extremely racist, extremely racist. These are the people that hid John Wilkes Booth after he shot Lincoln and shit. Like they actually, I grew up right down the street. Uh, from that after we moved out of the city and you grow up in a community of people that uh, kind of take that word away when you know when I was eight uh, we moved out of southeast DC and we moved to a place called uh, Marshall Hall Maryland and I got to see a clan meeting the very first weekend I was there an actual fucking burning cross like 200 dudes in a field all in white is the I scariest think, shit I've ever seen in my entire life I think they call it lighting of the cross yeah uh, so I, I got to see that and then but the people that i grew up with in the areas that i grew up kind of like took took that away from those people uh in ways that was you know sometimes culturally shocking for other people but in other ways like uh, the one one guy came down and bought this giant old plantation house and he was going to turn it into a baptist wedding hall and the clan freaked out so instead he moved into it and that pissed him off even fucking worse because he had like the biggest house in 20 miles um i i just think that you have to you have to force that change or it won't come uh and i think vince forced it and we to a lesser extent just suggested it out of there are certain people that Jeff has made it impossible to get back into minus 10 on IRC for our servers uh, because they won't, they just can't not say dumb shit. I don't Somebody, know if they're serious or they're just trying to be edgy or, or if they're an actual card carrying fucking neo-Nazi racist or some shit like that, but I don't give a fuck and I support him and what he does. Like, you, you have to, like, that's what pisses me off. There's this thing right now on Reddit because last night somebody asked if I minded jokes on autism and I, I don't mind jokes on autism. I don't mind. I actually don't mind racist jokes for any race at all. I can probably tell you one for about three quarters of the races of, of people that inhabit the earth. I know a racist joke for there was a time before now when it was okay to make fun of each other for the things that make us unique. Uh, whether that be being crazy or, you know, hence the term crazy, you know, that's not really a nice word to the people that are crazy, but we still call crazy people crazy. Like, 
so there was a time when when humor was just different and uh i i just don't i don't know i don't know how to reconcile what like uh the way that i feel about humor like eddie murphy's funny richard Pryor's funny uh if you are anti-racist, you can't listen to any of that shit because, I mean, they drop M-bombs left and right. Eddie Murphy has a 15-minute bit about gay people looking at his butt while he's up on stage. You couldn't have that shit now. People lose their fucking mind. Eddie Murphy gets stoned off the fucking stage by, by a, a bunch of people that shouted through his old fucking, through his whole goddamn show. It's, I just don't understand it anymore. Like, I, are you, your life is not that fucking special and precious that you need to be protected uh, constantly from words. Words cannot really hurt you uh, if you don't let them. Yeah, like, but th thoughts aren't really measurable. And I'm not defending, we talked about this too, I'm not defending the, the idea of strapping down people to certain words because that doesn't work. And it creates resentment and actually creates a, it actually creates a counter movement against it that simplifies some of the deeper issues that are actually there. But since you can't look at thought and say, that guy thinks some bad things about me and my family because of the way we look, then we look for traces of it, and a lot of times it's in words. And then those words change, so then you have coded words that mean the same thing, but they're different words. So it's really weird how that whole thing works, and it's way beyond the scope of like what we can handle on the show. But I did want to wrap it up, but I want to ask um, just you, you two guys, like, what are you looking forward to uh, in EVE uh, in the coming year or so? Like, uh, is that too hard to transition? Vince, you go first. But are you impressed by what you saw at FanFest? I didn't watch it, so can't <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, when you, when you review it, we'll have you back on the show and you can tell us. But, uh, but or, do you like the way the game's going, though? Or do you like the way it's heading, where it's going? Yeah, they've, done some in, they've made some interesting changes. Some, some good, some not so good. Uh, some are coming. Um, and we'll see how well they impact the game, but um, yeah, as solve is, it, it, it's okay, it's got issues, some of them need fixing, um, but overall, uh, I think it's pretty good for, well, it's pretty good overall, though. Um, probably needs a bit more help for the defender, I suppose, in, in some way, but it's a very fine line, because once you end up back in a dominion kind of, Thing where it all favors the defender, no one's no one's gonna lose any space. So. Yeah, so you can't have it. Defenders be too strong. You can't have them be too weak. Uh, or do you think we're going to a point where we're not gonna have like like not Sov? You gave up Sov. Uh, Grath's PL took uh, gave up Sov. Is that like the? No, we have Sov. Sorry, that's uh, such a lie. Do, do you or don't you like? We actually have held ever since Phoebe. It's okay, so. Back in Dominion, we held Sov 2. We had uh, the Rainbow Road, which went all the way around the entire... Not to mention Bot. I mean, like, let's, let's not ignore That's the, what I was the, trillion, okay. the trillion a month, you know, uh, Renter Empire that we had. We also had our own personal Sov of jump beacons that went from the very top, uh, all the way, at, at the edge of Razor Space, all the way down and around damn near to Stain. Uh, and I, th I think we get, could get right up next to Stain. We held that. Phoebe came... We dropped a lot of that as the people that lived around there took it. We have always held uh, like one or two systems in Geminate and uh, I think one system in Aquarius, though we may have lost the system in Aquarius. But we actually did the system in Geminate, the main system in Geminate, that's our capital, got attacked. We defended it. It was great. Uh, we did soft laser stuff in Golems. It was amazing. I love it. Fuck. It. Well, well, let me rephrase. Let me refocus that question. Do you have 
uh, but you, it's not even that. It's more like do you, really care about <laughs> you're you kind of go in expeditions. You go to places to fight, to invade. That's you're on the offense most of the time. I, I don't think the PL is on the defense very much because either you don't care to defend something, or I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, we well right now we don't have anything. That, I mean, like if you if you earnestly attacked the Geminid Holdings while we were in the middle of doing this right now, we'd be like, okay, you took Geminid. Sorry. Uh, we'll get it back. Said, yeah. That said, that might change uh, soon. Like, there's even already been, like, some, some murmuring discussions about Like I said, we we are starting to look at the fact that CCP is going to want you to bring an industrial group with you if you want to move and stuff like that. But, like, one of the earliest things you learn in PL is, like, when you attack someone, you use their space. Like, uh, you're... Declan's fucking great. You know how upgraded it is? Like, so if I was to camp you in your fucking space, like, I it, can just go there and fucking just use your shit. Thanks and you're not even you're not even paying the bills, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even have to pay. Like, that's one of the things you learned from earlier. We did it with Atlas. We ratted, like, one carrier per system across the constellation, and everybody ratted with a Sino fit, so that way if they actually did get the balls done docked, we would just light the Sinos, and all the other carriers would jump to the one. And I made fucking shit tons of money. I took a station... Because the system that I was carrier ratting in had a mercurial in it that I still own today. The mercurial is actually parked in Gita. I had freed it and I've I've kept it ever since. Uh, and I actually no, like I actually took specifically that station just to get that mercurial out. It was armor fit and ugly. So that's really making news right there. The PL may be looking into settling down. Uh, is NC kind of thinking I, about I don't the know same about thing? Settling down. I would say thinking more like something like uh, like when we go somewhere. Like, we would actually set up shop in this space and begin to use it uh, yeah, as I mean, we took it. Like a real forward base kind of thing. Right. Well, if it, if it mattered for them to hold space, right? because we as would. long back as I can remember, they really weren't a Sov holding kind of, kind of alliance. We had Fountain. I mean, it, it made us lots of money, but it, it made us lots of yeah. dead. So. But, then, <laughs> but, but then after that, right? I mean, it wasn't really until the whole rental empire thing um, became a thing during Dominion. That holding it really mattered. If it mattered again to them, I absolutely believe that they would. But right now, I don't know that it truly matters on a consequential basis to really I guess... anybody that they're not just willing to. I mean, I mean, how how much will you fight? You know, how much will you lose over a moon for a good fight? A lot. How much is the moon worth? Well, I don't know. If you lose a hundred billion isk over a moon, how long does that take to you know pay back? Well, at the height of uh, the whole OTEC thing, it was sixteen billion a month, so not very long. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, it, like seriously, it depends on. It depends on. Uh, it, on. it depends on what we get out of it. Like, do we get a lot of good fights out of what we keep? Do we get a lot of money out of what we keep? Those are the two things that motivates this alliance entirely. Do we get paid? Do we have fun? So I, I've got to decloak in order to, to settle that yeah. misconception. <laughs> Astrophy so, back from the dead. Yeah, no kidding. I just heard some nonsense, so I have to correct it. So if you commit 120 billion ISK to defend a POS, you're not actually just defending that POS. You are representing your military strength. Like, 
the most purest example of this is the Imperium. For two years, they basically got to get by without being attacked to any given degree because, quote-unquote, it was impossible. Like, they could have effectively had no military force or no actual caring about any of it. They could have had no spy network, and it looks like they might not have, or, you know, not have <laughs> as strong as they had thought that we thought they did. You know, whatever. And because they won the fight, they made, they proved their point. So... When you commit $120 billion to save a POS, you're not just saving that POS. You are saying that you must be th this tall to ride this ride to come pick a fight with me. You're defending all of your POSs. Well, uh, I if can you... see that, baby. I, I, I see yeah. what you're saying. Like, if you're willing to take that much of a bloody nose for one fucking tower, you're probably willing to... Uh, I don't know how many of bloody noses that size you could take over towers, but you're willing to throw that much probably into all of them. Well, again, I, 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 this happens a lot in low sec in particular because, you know, the power players are mostly always just testing each other. And so, you know, the act of like showing weaknesses is seen as being a pretty big thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, this is my problem with these XL Citadels, right? The price is so high and you put this asset that's locked in a place and it's damage capped. So... Like, it doesn't matter how much or how little you bring, it's going to take you, like, what, the same amount of time, no matter what the 30 fucking minutes minimum. Was. Yeah, right? Like, so this is, um, this is worrisome to me, because, like, once you put this down, you've invested lots. I mean, I don't even, like, we're talking multiple Titans for an XL, right? Like, that's going into one thing, and you've just planted it in space. When you destroy it, like, you lose, what, 100 billion and 150 billion in rigs? They're just gone. Like, so you just lost a Titan just to move your fucking XL Citadel if you ever decide you don't want it there anymore. That is an awful lot of money for me to plant in a, in sob space. The, the return on investment has to be significantly high. The structure has to be extremely survivable. And at the same time, the space has to be lucrative or I am not sure why I would ever drop one out of high, outside of high sec. Because they'll be unkillable almost in high sec. It'll take a, a, it'll take like the fucking the five armies converging on Mordor or whatever to fucking I don't know what kind. Of, I, sorry, <laughs> I probably just fucked up like five things at once. Please don't don't go like nerd massive on me. I, I, <laughs> you got no nerd credibility. Yeah, I just blew it all out. It, it, it was it would take a massive effort to kill one in high sec, but I think in, in zero zero they will be wrecked. It's be bad. <laughs> All right, we've reached the end of the program. Uh, I will give um, I'll give Dirk a chance to say one last thing. If you have anything you want to highlight or anything, no, I man, I, you know, I think it's been a good show. I hope the uh, viewers out there enjoyed it. Uh, you know, thanks to Graf and and, and and Vince for coming on, and uh, yeah. Ashrathi, you have anything you want to say at the end here? I guess we were on long enough to have him come all the way back. Yeah. Um, no, I. I mean, I guess my biggest thing is is that. Um, let's, let's all just remember that we're here to play a game and have fun and have an awesome hobby. And so, oh, you, you know, you're going to trigger people. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is real. What I'm saying to that is, um, you know, like a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, you know, boycott the Matani.com because they're making money off of it or all that stuff. Content is content. And all of these content creators, I don't care if they're money badgers. I don't care if they're Imperium. You guys are doing awesome stuff, and I love it. I love reading all of this stuff. I love that Eve is alive, and I love that people are doing stuff. So I don't care what side you are on. 
Uh, if you're creating cool stuff, I'm more than happy to uh, consume it. I'm more than happy to promote it, and I'm, uh, you know, you're the you're the real reason why Eve works. Uh, Vince or Greth, do you guys have any last comments uh, or anything you want to highlight that's happening? No, just have fun, man. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna re. I pay my accounts a year at a time. I feel like I'm going to re-up them early. They're not due until September. I feel like I'll probably just go ahead and pay them up for another year. Look at that. I'm that excited. I remember, I remember a time where you were saying, I'll pay three months, but I'm going to wait and see and look at Yeah, me. yeah, they, 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 it's good. They did good. Oh, that's awesome. Vince, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. I uh, just thank you for having me. Well, hey, thanks, Vince, for coming on. I, I know it's rare and it's, I, you know, I'd say it uh, 10 times, but really appreciate you coming on and putting your thoughts out there. It's not just that you're the NC leader, but, uh, and also my leader because I'm an NC, but there are very few players that have as much experience at the same level that you do. Uh, you know, being an FC and Bob all the way through to, you know, leading major coalitions, you know. Uh, it's, it's a very rare, it's a very rare position to be in. Uh, so we're glad you came by and uh, gave us some thoughts and stuff. Okay, everybody, thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. We went an extra hour. We got up to, uh, we're at our max now, like 375 people watching. Uh, we have, you know, CCP watching. And I think a lot of people are waking up in Iceland and, and uh, you know, are going to be disappointed they missed the show, but they'll be able to catch the recording. We're also going to put it out on podcasts for everybody else. Okay, everybody, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>